Coach JB is in full effect on this Menace Monday. We are live right here on YouTube. I'm on Instagram live for the first time in probably, I don't know how long. I don't even do Instagram live, but it is what it is. You know, TikTok's banned me, of course, again. So there's not a platform for me, as you all very know. But we're here on this Menace Monday, man. Got a great lineup today. Matt McChesney will join me. We'll talk NFL. Um, Darnell, my main man. Uh, it's going to come over from Fox Sports. If you don't know, uh, then you don't know. Uh, you're going to get into uh, who he is and what he does at Fox Sports. Uh, he was uh, behind the scenes and even was on the scene when Jason Whitlock and Marcellus Wiley had Speak for Yourself. Um, now he's behind the scenes for the new Speak. So we'll, we'll dive into some real talk banter with my main man, Darnell. As he'll uh, he'll join the show here uh, in the first hour in about 30 minutes. Matt McChesney will jump on the second hour, and we're going to break down the NFL draft, our NFL draft grades. We're going to give you some grades. We're going to give you who won, who lost the NFL draft, and so much more. So make sure you stay tuned. We got a lot to discuss. Plus, you know, I'm going to bring all the real banter, all the real heat that you all need to know and need in your life. But let's get started with the quote of the day. This show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and use the promo code uh, BELIEVE. Get you 50% off plus free shipping and welcome bonus. So anything you get on there, anything. NHL playoffs, full swing. The NBA is in full swing. Steph Curry dropped a 50-piece last night. The Lakers about to play Golden State. And tonight, Celtics uh, 76ers game. Joel Embiid may be out, but you can bet it all. Short, scat, short, skinny, fat, and tall. Make sure you head on over there to betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. And all you already know, this show is brought to you by CanadaDipsCBD.com. Use the promo code COACHJB, all caps, and get you some of the cleanest dip there is. CanadaDipsCBD.com, promo code COACHJB, all caps. Um, appreciate everybody joining me. Come on through Instagram. Come on through. I'm on YouTube live. Peace. Um, so let me get this going. Um, we got a lot to discuss today. Let's get you started with the quote of the day. Quote of the day. Well done is better than well said. Real simple, short and sweet. Well done is better than well said. Don't get it twisted. Make sure we're clear. Well done is better than well said. Stop saying well said. Oh, that's a hell of a well said. Oh, you apologize? I accept it. Well said. No, it ain't. (laughs) You are what you fucking do, not what you say you do. Um, Contrary to belief, brought to you by CanadipCBD.com. You don't have to be perfect. Having a bad day is okay. Small steps are also progress. Just, Just throwing it out there. Your goal without a plan is just a fucking wish. Um, And your goal shouldn't be to impress. It should be to progress. Um, I had to redo that from the other day because a lot of you guys didn't get the question. Uh, You didn't get it. Uh, Fun fact on this day, 1986. I'm sorry. My bad. On this day in sports history, 1926, Satchel Paige. If you guys know, then you know. Satchel Paige on this day, May 1st, 1926. Made his debut in Chattanooga, Tennessee. 
for the Negro League Southern League uh, back in the day, 1926, May 1st. We are on May, fellas. May 1st. It's the first of the month. Wake your asses up. Let's get it done. We got a lot to break down, a lot to discuss. NFL draft. We're going to give you our grades. I'm going to give you my grades, the winners, the losers. Uh, Steph Curry dropped a 50-piece last night as they beat down the Kings. Um, and just look like an inexperienced team uh, out there, which I called. I said, there's no way they beat the Warriors in game seven after the horrific performance in game six. So it is what it is. Um, Horrible, horrible performance. Uh, My main man, Darnell Smith, will be joining me, though, early this show in in the morning. Uh, He works at Fox Sports. You may have seen him on Fox Sports. Uh, And uh, he's going to jump on. And we'll chop it up for a few. And then Matt McChesney will join us uh, in the second hour. Uh, the Kraken. The Kraken get their first playoff win. Hockey fans out there, uh, after my Kings lost, uh, the Kraken get their first playoff series win in their young history. Uh, Bryce Harper may have may return just 160 days after having Tommy John surgery. Yet the fucking Ball brothers have been out for three years for a meniscus. <laughs> Let that sink in, dog. Kawhi Leonard can't play in a playoff elimination series because of a meniscus. Paul George has been out for a fucking quad. And Zion Williamson has a hamstring pull that he hasn't played on in two years. <coughs> Woo, excuse me. You ain't played in two years, Zion. Fucking Bryce Harper's coming back 160 days after having Tommy John surgery. Holy shit. What is going on? Man, perception's reality. Uh, In some tough news, linebacker Shaq Barrett's two-year-old little daughter drowned in a pool over the weekend. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebacker Shaq Barrett. uh, Two-year-old daughter drowned in a pool, unfortunately, over the weekend. Hate to see any young kids lose their life. Um, but um, another sad, sad, let me get that. Another sad, sad day. Um, I just don't get it, man. I just don't get it. I really don't. I don't get it. I know I, we always say, I can. it'll never be me. My, my, it'll never happen to me. We always say that. And a lot of times it does happen to you. But I just don't understand. How a two-year-old, I, I raised a two-year-old, and I had a pool around, and I had pit bulls, and I just don't get how a baby is ever left alone. I, I just don't understand. Like, it, it, it's unbelievable. Um, I know she just had, like, a birthday party or something. It's like, she's fresh off of being two years old. I just don't get how. I, I really don't help me understand. I'm trying to be not trying to be insensitive here. This this man lost a daughter. I don't know what that pain is like. Uh, anytime you lose your kids before yourself, in my opinion, is the worst thing that can happen. You always want to pass away before your own kids. I believe that's that's what I wish that was a uh, like a, a life prerequisite, but unfortunately, it's not. Sometimes you go, sometimes your babies go before you, which is unfortunate. Um, 
So I, I, I'm not going to be insensitive on the deal because I would never want to be in those shoes. I just want to ask the question. And sometimes when we ask questions, we get vilified, right? You get vilified for asking questions. That's why probably, you know, Fox fired your boy Tucker Carlson. That's probably why CNN fired the dude and Don Lemon. Anytime you uh, ask questions or anything like that, you're going to get vilified. You're going to get fired. It is what it is. That's why I like this individual platform by myself where I'm independent and I can say whatever the fuck I want to say. But anyway, got to ask questions. Why was a two-year-old left in the pool alone? How did she get to the pool? If she didn't sneak to the pool, how did she get to the pool? I just don't know. There's questions. Um, Unfortunate uh, situation there. Um, Hope uh, the family grieves and gets over it. I'll never get over it, but hopefully they can grieve and, and move on. And uh, shit, it's a tough mistake to learn from. I'll tell you that one. Uh, the Lakers, Warriors, all set for Tuesday. California Sunshine playoff series. Um, West West, baby. All West Coast. Lakers, Warriors, winner will play the winner of the Suns, Nuggets. Um, it, it's starting to look like another, I mean... Warriors championship run again? I, I don't know, man. The way that they can, I don't know. Now they got home court. See, people forgot. Now they're in home court advantage over the Lakers. So it's going to be very interesting. Uh, Joel Embiid out versus the Celtics, it looks like. We're going to see. Doc Rivers said he's most likely out tonight versus the Celtics game one. Uh, why is the Celtics in the in the Sixers series taking so fucking long to start so they can give Embiid time to heal? Like, I'm confused. The Heat ended after and played before. The Heat ended after the, the, the 76ers and the Celtics and played before the game. And nobody questions these things. Jimmy Butler may be injured, too. He's definitely hurt. I don't know if he's injured. They beat the Knicks in game one. The Miami Heat, dog, I don't, I'm just going to be honest. The Miami Heat are a resilient group, well-coached by a great coach in Spolstra. The Miami Heat are a fucking well-oiled machine. Um, I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. The, they are really, really uh, – they play well in the playoffs, and uh, hopefully Jimmy Butler's healthy, man. I would not want to see him go out. Uh, but I bet you this, though. If Jimmy Butler is hurt and not injured, I bet you money he plays. I bet you money he plays through uh, being hurt where a lot of these other cats just don't get it. They don't understand. Hurt and injured are completely different things. <laughs> I'm be honest. Uh, about 20 minutes, Darnell Smith, Fox Sports behind the scenes main man will join me. Uh, responsible for Speak for Yourself with Marcellus and Jason Whitlock. He now works with Joy Taylor on Speak and does his own podcast. Uh, we're going to break that down. And I got to ask him a few things, not only about the culture, but uh, about some uh, NFL draft scenarios. Uh, we're going to break that down. Uh, he is well-versed. He's right in the mix of all things sports every day, plus the hip-hop culture. He's interviewed Lil Wayne on his show. Um, so it's going to be very, uh, very good combo. Um, I got to get into this, though. Um, I don't know if you know this. Do you know who this guy is? That's the who director. <laughs> who? That's the who director. Who? That's the director of the who. 
that's the dude telling you to, these are the things that we need to do and listen to Fauci and the, the stuff's right. That's him. <laughs> I mean, dog, I'm going to show you a bunch of videos. I'm just going to go through a bunch of videos that are absolute shit shows. I just want to, I just want you to go through. I, I just want I want you to see the absolute shit shows of America right now. All right. Let's listen. Let's ta- uh, let's watch this one. Here's a regret for you. Here's Jerry. Here's a regret for you guys, Bree. Microchip in my arm, and it's the best thing ever. This chip is a powerhouse. It's got everything I need: my credit card, my ID, my medical info, and even my keys. And when it's time for groceries, you just tap your wrist, and bam! Transaction done. It's like magic. In a medical emergency, it can save my life. Experts can easily identify me and my medical history. I feel like a sci-fi character and I'm loving it. This amazing chip is totally free. That's right, no more digging into your pockets. And the best part, the surgery is quick. It'll give you a cookie afterwards. Dog, it's unbelievable. I, I don't know if Derek's in here. There's another video, though, for that same clip. Oh, my God, you got to see the other clip. So basically, she came out and said the chip stopped working. She couldn't get into her own apartment. She couldn't even get groceries. She couldn't do anything. They literally shut the chip off in her body. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that one. It's a hard no for me. Um, day 12, all you ladies out there, day 12 on being a lady i want you guys to please understand this guy knows more than you guys being a girl and we're gonna go buy tampons let's go where are they even at what the i don't know which one should i get got the tampax pearl um i think these are like little dots to see how much you flow is what somebody said online i don't know let's do an unboxing um it literally has instructions Okay, this is a tampon. Uh, this thing does not go up inside you. Like, where did that go? Oh my God, what the hell? Okay, so it says you push the plunger up and out comes the baby. Kidding. That just hangs out inside you? How does it, where, how do you get it out? Is that what this thing's for? Oh, oh, it comes open. Oh, oh, do you like, oh, where does the string go? I bought tampons because I've never bought them before. If you need one, love you. Dog, like, come on, man. Let's stop with the clown shit. Why? Well, I don't get it. I don't get it. I really don't get it. Where's that shit hanging out of? <laughs> so, look, I don't know if you guys saw, but it's been proven that these dudes are being paid to act by certain groups. I had pictures of that, too. God damn it. I don't know where it is. Anyway, I got some pictures I'm going to show you maybe tomorrow. But these guys are being paid by certain groups. They're actually being paid by these situational uh, marketing firms and shit like that. They're being paid to do this. I told you this about a few months ago. Didn't I say that in a few years you're going to see these cats come out and they're going to say, oh, we were just acting. I've seen cats getting $200,000 to do these videos. $200,000 to do these videos. $200,000, dog. Think about it. $200,000 to do one of those videos. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's a tough one. 
it's a tough one. I'm just over. I'm just over the drama because the kids are being involved in all this. The babies are being involved in all this, and this is what I don't get. Saying he is a transgender. I would say he is transgender. Instead of saying he transgendered last year, I would say he transitioned last year. Instead of saying he changed genders, he transitioned or he affirmed his gender. Instead of saying he was born a girl, I would say he was assigned female at birth. And you were assigned male at birth and you identify as male. And I was assigned male at birth and I identify as non binary. Instead of saying before he became a boy, I would say before he transitioned. Instead of saying when he was a girl, I would say when he presented as a woman. Instead of saying being trans means you're gay, I would say gender identity and sexual orientation are not the same. Also, my dog. The kid is reading a script. Like, how stupid are we to, to really take it all that serious? I'm taking it serious because we actually are doing the act. Um, and the act is on the kids. And the kids are the ones being <laughs> misled down this rabbit hole, so to speak. I don't get it, dog. I really don't get it. I, I, it blows my mind that. We're sitting there teaching these kids how to read a script of fakeness. <laughs> like, there's no way you can sit here and tell me that that's what the thing is. I, I don't get it. And some funny news. Let's get to some funny news real quick. Um, your boy, the snitch. Eating cockroaches. Eating cockroaches. I'm going to be honest. Just look at these cats, homie. I don't know too many dudes that feed another dude by their own hands. That's that's a weird group of cats, homie. I, I'm I'm just gonna be real. We got a bunch of weird cats out here, man. I I'm just telling you, it's starting to get out of control right now. It's starting to get out of control, man. I, I don't know what to do. Here's some funny news, though. It starts. We're not even getting this started party started yet. We got a great show to lined up. But first of all, ladies, do you and your man ever do play this game? going on man what are we doing homie is that real now we're just grabbing ass ladies do you want to have your ass smelled like did she shit and asked her hubby hey hubby can you make sure that it don't it ain't seeping out as we go into the movies <laughs> I mean, what's going on? Badussie? Does she have a Badussie attack? 
I don't know what's happening out here, people. What are we doing? I know what this guy's not doing. Fuck around and found out. He shot my arm off. That was in L.A. a while back. Uh, walked in the liquor store, got his ass banged up by the owner. 70-year-old shot his ass. Here's the thing about it. Um, what do they say? Play stupid games, win stupid prizes or whatever. He fucked around and found out. I'm just, here it is. Here's the bottom line. I'm not, I'm not sorry to say this. I'm not sad to say it. We need it to happen more. We need it to happen more often. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. We need it to happen more. Fuck around and found out. That's all I can tell you. Shit. I, I love to see it. I love to see it. Hey, Hector, I heard you're going to racially transition. Have you heard about this? Hey, all you guys in here, I, I don't know about you guys, but have you heard about the racial transitioning that's happening now? Liz, have you heard about this? Due to it being Pride 2021, I felt safe to come out. Today is the day I am transracial. I am now a black woman. I have successfully went white to black. I am able to now say, and then it cuts off the N-word. <laughs> Are you fucking shitting me? Are you shitting me? <laughs> These motherfuckers are so hard up to be something they're not that they are trying to really do this. And I know for a fact, I just talked to somebody, that there's this little white girl trying to now go through the whole whatever that permanent tan is to become black. Homie. I'm just telling you, dog, we are fucked up. We have a fucking very, very, very bad, um, <laughs> very bad society right now going on. I, I can't tell you what's going on right now, but we got a lot of shit. But ladies, I'll end you with this, and then the rest of the show is going to be some real talk banter and sports talk. Here is the thing that I cannot allow you to believe. Ladies in the house and men, men, do not let this get out. Don't let the news get out. Do not let this news get out. According to experts, oral sex may now lead to throat cancer. No, no, it doesn't. Do not believe the bullshit, ladies. You keep doing that shit. It does not lead to throat cancer. It actually clears up acne. <laughs> Do not believe the bullshit, ladies. It does not lead to throat cancer. Trust me. I'm going to go around and make sure that you guys know it's not true. <laughs> I'm going to go around and make it sure that you guys know it ain't true. So stay tuned. Do not do it. Men, 
Don't let them buy into the bullshit narratives. You guys keep going strong on this. Keep pushing through. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Um, <sighs> yes, it does. Ben Nee, that if he or she has HPV, Coach JB, holy fuck. The Heart Foundation. I just got dumber trying to read your message, my brother. God. Oh, my goodness. What the hell did you just say? <laughs> I think he said, it's been known that, I, I don't know, I can't read it. It's going too fast, and now I can't read grammatically incorrect shit. Uh, the Heart Foundation just fucked my whole day up. Um, God. NFL. I want to get into a few things before... Uh, my main man jumps in here. We're going to talk about Dar Darnell Smith from Fox Sports. Going to jump on. We're going to talk about the NFL draft. We're going to talk about the winners, the losers. Matt McChesney will join me after that. We're going to talk about the winners and the losers. Um, who had the best draft? Poll question. Poll question. Drop your chat in the drop it in the chat below. Who had the best draft? Um, Drop it in the in the chat. Uh, we're gonna do a couple giveaways today as well, and uh, we'll make sure that it's easy for Lucy um, to try to get the question because Lucy thinks all the trivia is too hard. But we're gonna do a few giveaways today. Um, I'm hearing dolphin dolphins. Uh, LBC Rob, Eric with the wrench. Eric with the wrench. What happened to the other microchip video? I got to find that one. I only got one of the two. Um, Eric with the wrench is going to be back to being Derek because the wrench is not working on the um, on the shit here. He, the wrench fucked up and snapped, I guess. So Eric the wrench is going to go back to being Derek. How about Eric the wrench? If this show was on, like, if it had Pat McAfee following, do you realize Eric the wrench, if that video was played to a huge audience, that Eric the Wrench would have T-shirts made by now. Eric the Wrench would be a household name. Do you guys realize that that day that anyone was in this video, the guy driving the truck absolutely wanted all the smoke from Eric the Wrench. Eric the Wrench got his name that day, and it will forever be in the history of the Coach JB Show lore. It will always be there. Um, man, that dude wanted the smoke. And Derek was 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 ducking and dodging and dipping and diving, um, five dodges or what? Five D's, dodge, duck, dip, dive, dodge. Ah, uh, it'd be huge, man! It'd be huge. The Cowboys did absolutely shit in the draft, Eddie Manyweather. Stop fucking defending your home team, dog. The Cowboys did absolutely shit. Holy shit, Eddie. Can you take off the fucking Cowboy goggles? Can you take off the fucking Cowboy goggles? They got Mozzie Smith, D-tackle from Michigan in round one. They got Lou Shoemaker, 
a stiff-ass tight end for Michigan in round two. They got DeMarvion Overshone, linebacker from Texas, round three. They got fucking – now, they did get my kid, Fajoko. Now, Fajoko's the real, the real deal, San Jose State, uh, in round four. That is Braden Fajoko's brother, if you don't know, who was on the show the other day. Plays for the Steelers. They got Asim Richards, old tackle from North Carolina. They got Evan Hall, the Northwestern running back. I don't mind Evan Hall. He's not bad. Round six from the Kansas City Chiefs in Chicago via Miami trade. They got Eric Scott, cornerback from Southern Mississippi. Then they got Deuce Vaughn. I like Deuce Vaughn, Kansas State running back. Hopefully that he can become another um, Zeke Elliott of what they think. And then they rounded out getting a receiver from South Carolina, Jalen Brooks. Come on, Eddie. What the fuck? Tell me one player right there that's going to impact your team next year. Give me one player right there, Eddie, that's going to impact your team next year. Please. Please. God. Well, I have Whitlock back on your show, so you can control the questioning. <laughs> I talked to Jason on the phone last night. Um, seriously, what player right here is going to impact the Cowboys? Please let me know. I got to know. I don't think there's one player on that draft, Eddie, that's going to impact the Cowboys next year right out the gate. Um, we'll see, though. Without further ado, my main man, man, he's got to go get his workout in. He's coming in early. I love cats. Early birds get the worm, especially on the West Coast. Cats are up early. Um, but I welcome in my main man, Fox Sports, very own, behind the scenes, man, for Speak for Yourself. Now now on Speak, I believe it's called. Um, he works directly with uh, Joy Taylor and everybody. And uh, he's a great, great dude, man. A Naptown native, Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, went to the same high school and college as Jason Whitlock. Clap it up for my main man, Darnell Smith. Uh, let me time this in. Boom. What up, Darnell? Appreciate you coming on, dog. What's going on, Coach, man? It's an honor to be here, man. How you doing? Man, I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you, man. You got the, the big 95 hanging up, man. What's up with that? Were, were you a go-getter or what? Did you play the three-tech or the shade? I was a three technique because I was a dog. You, be, you better Google me. You better Google me, man. The big nine five ball state, man. And uh, some, of my, some of my favorite years. I love it. So you went to the same high school and the same college as Jason Whitlock. How unfortunate was that for you? <laughs> uh, I talked to Jason last night about you, man. Good dude. Uh, he speaks highly of you, man. So you got to fight. You came out here from Naptown after college, after you played and, and tried to go on and play. You come out to the West Coast and and you get on Fox and you get to go be around some legendary guys, Marcellus and Jason. And 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 and, and I'm sure you're on the set over there with the with the cow herd and the herd and everybody being on the same lot as you guys. Um, and we met when I came on the show and we met afterwards, but um How'd you get into that, man? What made you want to do that stuff? Man, it's, it's crazy, man. Like, I, I love when I, when I get asked this question, man, because my story is so unique. So, I mean, going back to Ball State, you know, um, I, I graduated with a business degree in marketing. You know, I I didn't go to school to be on TV, to be, to be an analyst, nothing like that. Being from Indianapolis, man, like, it's not a lot of creatives in the area. So, it's like, uh, it's not that I didn't believe in myself necessarily, just a lot of times, 
when you, where you grow up and what you see is kind of what you believe in. You know what I'm saying? So there wasn't too many examples of just people being on TV, things like that. At the time, I didn't really know like Jason w- was from India, you know, because yeah. his background is strongly in Kansas City, obviously, spent a, a large time there. So I didn't really know the history of that. So the only person I really knew that was on TV to that extent was like Mike Epps and Vivica A. Fox, who were both from Indianapolis as well, but I wasn't trying to be an actor. So yeah. again, you know, went, went to school. I'm the first one from my family to go, actually go to college and graduate. So I'm like, hey, a business degree sounds like a good degree. Let me just get it. You know what I mean? So once I graduated from Ball State, um, I had a knee injury my senior year. I tore my, my lateral meniscus and that kind of, for whatever reason, it never recovered properly. I got DQ'd and it kind of took away any NFL dream. So from there, you know, that transition was weird. It was tough. You know, I've been playing football for so long. My mindset has been, I'm going to the league. I'm going to the league. I'm going, if NFL don't work, I'm going CFL. Like I'm playing pro somehow. When that when that got cut away, it was like, man, well, I, I'm in the real world. So uh, initially, man, I, I got out of, of school uh, and I started working sales. <laughs> I had a sales role, man. Like, I, I worked at a recruiter, a small recruiting firm in Indy where I'm on the phone doing, making cold calls, just grinding. And it was a good job. I, I'm, I'm actually still cool with the owner of that job to this day. It just after a while, man, you burn out. And it's like, man, I, I go from playing football. I'm on private planes and getting, you know, the, the police escorts and everything, free food. And I go to just own this phone all day with my shirt tucked in, buttoned up. I'm like, like this is this is just not me. So uh, it's, it's crazy, man. So me and one of my former teammates at Ball State uh, actually both worked at this job together. And we were like, man, let's just do something to just kind of clear our minds, kind of get, get, get an outlet from this job. So that's when we started my podcast called The Porch, uh, which still streams today on all audio platforms, like Apple, Spotify, Google, we have our YouTube channel, The Porch Podcast, um, you name it. So make sure y'all, y'all definitely tune in. But we started this back in like 2018. And at the time, we didn't, we didn't know what the hell we were doing, Coach. Like We were just trying to do something just for fun. Uh, but we kept grinding, grinding, promoting, and putting it out. And Whitlock actually saw, saw this on Twitter. So he hit me up randomly. He was like, hey, Darnell, I see you're doing like a podcast. Would you be interested in sports production? I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, what's up? What's going on? And, uh, you know, long story short, he kind of gave me some advice on how to clean my resume up and make it look a little, little bit more proper for what Fox would be looking for. I had like a couple phone interviews and then, man, I got that call that, that, that they were going to offer the job. And literally, man, I put my two weeks notice in, moved across the country. Um, I'm married now, but at the time, that was just, that was just my, my girlfriend. So uh, we were living together in Indy, but we had like we had a lease. So when I when I got the job, job opportunity, I didn't have enough money to break the lease, come out here. So she stayed back to finish off the lease. I moved out here by myself. I didn't, bro, I didn't have no furniture. <laughs> I'm laying on the floor, like just grind mode. And I'm like, man, I just feel like this this came from like, and I, I ain't trying to get too, you know, spiritual and all that stuff. But I feel like the opportunity came from God. And I am somebody who, who, who definitely believes in that. I'm like, man, this opportunity came too, like too randomly. I wasn't looking for it. It just kind of came to me. So I feel like it's bigger than me. I, I got to take it. And you fast forward five, like five, it's been five years now, and it, it's literally changed my life, man. It's been the best decision I've made. Hell yeah, man. Uh, I knew you had a good soul when I met you the first time, man. You know, real recognized, real. I've always been a good judge of character. I think that's what made me a good recruiter, as you know. When you, yeah. re- you got to be a good recruiter, man. It, it, it don't just start by getting you to sign the letters uh, of intent either. It means keeping the guy there the whole time, right? That's, yeah. that's what we're failing at now in this college football crazy world. I think a lot of cats are selling kids these cars. The kids find out the cars are lemons. 
and now they want out. They want the new car, and now you're transferring four times in four years. And uh, I got to ask you something, man. You you you've uh, you've done some great show. You've had some great shows, and I wanted to share this with the I audience. Respect, I respect the hell out of you to see that you're doing what you're doing and still doing what you're doing for real. The way you do it, man. You said from day you. one you had the same enthusiasm. You keep the same enthusiasm, and it's fucking contagious. For real, for real. I honestly, when you had said, uh, you was like, I want to, I like to end it with something fun. Yeah, nigga, the whole shit was fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate it. For I appreciate real, that. That means a lot, bro. I said, come for you, bro. Right, like bro. I said, I mean, literally, let's see my whole life, bro. Yeah, so right, I was sick. Right. How'd you, how'd you hook that up, man? Oh man, shout out to my goat in the rap game, Lil Wayne. Uh, so as you guys know, and you probably know, Lil Wayne is a huge sports fan. So, like, when he's not in the studio, he's not in concert, he's literally at home watching Fox Sports, watching ESPN, listening to all the talk shows. So, during my time on uh, Speak for Yourself, you know, I have my own segment on the show called Darnell's Question of the Day and also called uh, Antisocial, where basically I would bring in some of the hottest topics from the sports world on social media and introduce it to the show so me and the guys at the desk can kind of go back and forth. And during my segment, I would always come come through with a different shirt on with the name or like a logo representing a player, an entertainer, somebody that I'm a fan of. And I had one shirt that said Lil Wayne with the goat on it. And just so happened, Lil Wayne was watching that particular show. So after the show, I'm driving home. I'm, I'm in this crazy L.A. traffic, bumper to bumper, and my phone's just blowing up. I'm like, what's going on? So I checked my phone, and Lil Wayne had gave me a shout-out on Twitter. He was like, shout out to Darnell Smith from Speak for Yourself. You know, uh, appreciate you. You a real one. Something along, along those lines. So I'm in the car like, what? Like, is, it, is, is this the real Lil Wayne? Like, I've been listening to Wayne since I was like five years old. Like, the block is hot. I'm talking like from the beginning. You know what I mean? So I'm like, this is Wayne Wayne? Like, why? Like, what? I don't understand how he even knows me. And um, the conversation ended up uh, moving on to like Instagram. And we were in DMs kind of going back and forth, kind of kind of getting to know each other a little bit. And he, he sent me his number. He was like, hey, man, if you need anything, just hit me up. So I'm like, what? Like, I got, I got Lil Wayne's number in my phone. So once I got it, you know, I, I said I texted him immediately to make sure he locked me in. But from there, it's like, okay, I don't want to, like, abuse this, this opportunity, abuse his number. So I didn't hit him up for, like, almost a year. Because I, I was like, listen, if I'm going to reach out to Wayne, it has to be an actual reason and purpose behind it. So you fast forward, you know, I'm doing this digital series. Uh, you know, working working on building up this show. It's called Player, you know, Players Day Off. And at the time, Darren Waller was signed to Young Money's uh, sports agency, but he had never met Lil Wayne. So I'm like, okay, we we, we have this connection to Darren Waller. I'm connected to Lil Wayne. I think that this is the perfect time to reach out. So I hit up Wayne, like, listen, man, this is what I'm doing. I got one of your players, Waller. He wants to meet you. Let's be on the show. Would you be down? He, he hit me back immediately. He was like, I would love to do it. Boom. And the rest is history, man. We set it up. It was a, a, a studio in West Hollywood. Wayne came in on time, professional, ready to go. And a lot of times, you know, they, they say, like, you know, you don't want to meet, like, your idols or you don't want to meet the people that, you you know, you look up to because they may show a different side of themselves that you didn't know about. It was the complete opposite with Wayne. Like, Wayne's so down to earth. And as great as he is, he's actually humble, you know what I mean, which you wouldn't necessarily expect because of how successful he's been his whole entire life. So, uh, shout out to Wayne, shout out to Darren Waller. Probably one of the biggest moments in my personal career. Damn, yeah, shout out, man. That was good shit. I saw, I saw that a while back when you got that done. And Marcellus had him on his show right after, like it seemed like. Yeah, so he had yeah. when, he, when Marcellus left Fox and started his own thing. 
I think uh, Little Wayne was his first like interview. Um, yep. So that that was good stuff. I gotta ask you something. So I showed that because of the culture. You're you're intertwined with the culture, the, the sports world. You played it. You you're now working up with Joy Taylor. All these people that are big names on Fox that are, are running the show now. Let me ask you. Do you believe that there's a lack of investment in these young kids coming out of college, high school, when they get to the pros? Here's the reason I say that, because I want to show – well, let me show you this video first. I got I to gotta show you this little clip I got. Um, let me see where it is here. Uh, da, 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 da. I got this clip that it's it's like – to me, as a coach, it's like disturbing, but then I want to know – the kids are getting these big, huge bags now, and I don't know if the investment's really there. Uh, Zay Flowers got drafted by uh, the Ravens. Uh, take play in the AFC North. Honestly, I don't even know who in the AFC North. <laughs> <laughs> Bengals, Steelers, Browns, and Ravens. Oh yeah, that's lit. Oh, we got some good games. <laughs> he don't even know, and that's not. That's not like I don't know if it's funny, sad, a joke, like. This is happening every day. Like, these cats don't even know who Bo Jackson is. Like, these right. cats don't even know. I, I had good friends on Dion's staff when he took the Jackson State job. You know more than half that team didn't know who he was. Really? So like, Dion, prime time? Coach Prime? Nope. Didn't know who he was, dog. That's true shit. Like, true story. Like, it blows my mind that the invest. So, I look at it like, okay, we, is it a lack of investment? Not only because last year we had 900 injuries all-time high. And then the recovery time seems like it's taking forever. You look at the Zion Williamson's of the world. You look at the Ball brothers. You look at, uh, you know, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. When back in the day, we played on torn meniscus. Right. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I understand they make more money now. I understand um, the, the, the game has changed. I get it. But, like, dog, you load manage. 60 games this year and then can't finish an elimination series. My point is like, do you think the investment, if this, not that this cat needed to know who was in the conference, even though I thought you would probably know who the conference would be, but that shows that that actually stacks up and leads on to other things. Like maybe this cat ain't going to work out hard now. Uh, you know, shit adds up. So do you think that's an issue with this uh, younger generation of cats? Man, that, that, that's definitely a, a loaded question right there. So there's a, a few different angles. I'm going to start off with, with Zay Flowers specifically, man. Uh, first of all, yeah, when, when you see the video, you definitely chuckle. Like, what? Like, you don't know that the AFC North, you're about to be in the league, playing in that conference, you don't know. Um, but then I think about, man, I, I've seen a few clips in the past, like from uh, T.O. specifically, uh, who, who has admitted multiple times that when he was like a college player, he didn't really watch NFL. And he didn't know he didn't know a lot of the players, a lot of a lot of the stars, a lot of the just anything about the NFL until he actually got there. So it's like it, it looks bad, but it's not a direct correlation to how you're going to work and how you're going to prepare. A lot of guys, man, like they look at they played football or basketball, whatever sport it was, simply because they're trying to get out of their situation. It, it's not necessary. Some guys love it, and I think those are the guys that you that is the historians that they know about the game, they know that they know the conferences. Some guys don't necessarily love it. They're just good at it or blessed, and they're just trying to change their family and get out of the situation. So I think those that's that's the difference. The guys who love it are going to naturally invest more because they really, really care about what this is. And the guys who are just kind of doing it as like a true job, and maybe they like it from time to time, they may not be the historians that, that, that the other guys know. So I don't think it's a direct correlation to, to how you're going to work. But, of course, if you're more invested in something, 
you know, nine times out of ten, you're going to work a little bit harder. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Um, put that in the contract from now on, dog. You just made a good point. We got to put that shit in the contract. Like, Kyler Murray, if you don't want to play – if you want to play more video games and study film, then you need to get less dollars. Like, something, dog. Like, like <laughs> see, we got the coach – we got the player coach back and forth, right? Like, yeah, yeah. as the coach, I'm going to be hot. Like, how the hell you not know X, Y, Z? And some cats in the chat are like, damn – that cat should have known who was in the league. He plays Madden every day. I guarantee it. Like hey, that is a good point, right? <laughs> Shit, like that's what I would think. But hey, man, this this thing is getting like crazy. I don't know. I I don't know. I just think it's investment because of the lack or the enabled ability that these kids are. They're so enabled now coming out because of the NIL deals. Because of right. oh man, come here. Here's here's a new bag. Here's a new bag. And then you're going to three and four schools. You're getting three and four bags, and it's like they're getting their asses kissed every day, man, at an all-time rate. And so when you get to the NFL and you're seeing these grown men not do it anymore, I believe that you're starting to be like, oh, they're not, they're not, they're not kissing my ass no more. They're not telling me how great I am, whispering sweet nothings to me no more. Um, I don't know, man. I think there's like this uh, fine line, but we'll see as it plays out, man. Um, I got to ask you something. Uh, this uh, NFL draft came and went. Um, winners and losers, in your opinion, who who won the draft? Man, I, I think there, there's a couple winners. I mean, first of all, to your fans who don't know me, I am I am an Indianapolis Colts fan. Like you said, I'm from Naptown, so I feel really strong about my Indianapolis Colts. You know what I mean? I know first overall pick, you know uh, that or our first pick in the draft, or number four pick, Anthony Richardson from Florida. I know there's a lot of questions. I know he didn't have the the best stats, you know, in college, but he has uh, the highest upside, in my opinion, of all the quarterbacks in the draft with Coach Shane Steichen, who just came from Philly and, and helped Jalen Hurts become the MVP caliber player he was. There's a lot of comps between Hurts and Anthony Richardson from an athleticism standpoint. I feel really good about that project. Um, we got another guy, Juju Brents, long, lengthy corner. He went to Warren Central High School, another far east side guy, picked him up, got drafted by the hometown team. Josh Downs, wide receiver from North Carolina. We need a speedster to kind of add along, you know, the size of Michael Pittman Jr. and those guys. So, I mean, the Colts are definitely one of the winners. But, man, the number one winner, in my opinion, are the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, these guys are already good, like good as hell, obviously. Went to the Super Bowl last year. Um, had, what, I think 70-plus sacks as a team last year. And, they, and you know they they got Jordan Davis from Georgia last year and stuff Swift like that in a and trade. They, they traded Swift, which was like what? Like what? Another Georgia Bulldog. Another for another. They coach. They got down there all the Georgia Bulldogs on, on their team right now. Like I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I like. Damn, damn, I hey, looking at the Colts draft, like you just mentioned, I think they had a top five draft. I do believe you. Uh, I think I, I'm with you. Josh Downs is a huge get. The Brent's kid is a is a, is a long corner for K State. Yeah. Um, they got the Daniel Scott kid out of Cal. Um, actually know who he is from out here from two of my players on that team. They got the uh, D tackle from Northwestern. Um, they got a lot of long corners and safeties, man, in that in this draft. And then they got a cold tight end, I think, is a steel tight end from Miami and the Will Mallory kid uh, in the trade from Buffalo. Uh, they got an old tackle from North Carolina. Um, and then they got another corner, Jalen Jones from AM. Um, and then they get a, another old tackle. So they, man, they had a lot of, uh, they had a lot of picks though, which means, you know, usually probably weren't good the year or two before. No. 
Not at so all. you had a lot of picks, but you got to make those picks count. And I think they made them count. I think they had a top five draft. You mentioned the Eagles. Um, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ask you this. You think the Eagles had a better, the best draft? Um, Texans made some splashes, right? Uh, especially two and three. Um, I truly believe from everything that I heard, if they didn't make that splash number three trade, that they were not going to take a cue. They were going to take Will Anderson, best available at two, Ooh. and see where the where it, where it fell at number 12 because they had the 12th pick. They made that splash, man, allowed them to get a cue and Will, and I think it made their fan base happy, and it made – they got the best available. So I think they 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 made a huge splash. Combine that with the offseason, Darnell, they got Schultz in a, tr- in, in a move from the Cowboys. They they made some good moves, man, in my opinion. Uh, they got definitely got better. I, hopefully they're not the doormat in that conference anymore. But that conference just got better. Jacksonville, the Colts, uh, them. Um, Tennessee, you know. Yeah, man, that, that conference may not as be as bad as it, we, was, it was last year or we thought it was going to be. But my, yeah. I got to go with the Seahawks, man. Uh, Ooh, okay. Pete Carroll did another masterful job. The Zach Charbonnet from UCLA pick was huge. Yes. And he ended yes. up getting um, the McTinkot, McClintosh kid from Georgia. Yes, he did. Yeah. Like, what the hell? And, he, <laughs> I mean, the guys that they got in this draft, dog, Jigma Smith uh, or Smith Jigma, uh, Devin yep. Weatherspoon, I don't know, man. That's a tough one to beat in my opinion, with who they had last year. So I like a couple of these uh, drafts, man. I do. I, I like a couple of them. I think I think uh, Seattle's going to be in the mix next year for sure, uh, depending on who the Niners QB is. Yeah, no, most definitely. I, I'm not mad at your pick at all. You mentioned Seattle. I mean, again, just, just adding on to what they've already built last year, you know, adding another, another weapon out there, you know what I'm saying, on the offensive end. Got some defensive players. You know, Pete Carroll is more of a defensive-minded guy anyway, so of course he's going to go out there and get some dogs on, on that side. And then you and then you mentioned the Texans. I mean, of course we can't miss out on the Texans. I mean, you, you go out there and get your franchise quarterback, and then you get a, a, a one the best fight the defensive player or maybe all-around player, you, you may argue, in Will Anderson. Best, you know, edge rush, rusher on the board. He's a dog. All the things I hear from him, you know, from outside as, like, good leader, good person, all, all the intangibles you want to hear. So Texas made some good moves. And the thing is, like you said, the AFC South is, is, is wide open right now. You know, I'm, I guess if you had to bet some money today, you probably put the Jags at number one just because they saw playing last year. But that's, that's there's no guarantees there. You know what I'm saying? What about so, the Saints? Oh, the Saints. That's, that's, that's a good one, too. Now, I, now I, w- I wouldn't put the Saints above – above the, the Seahawks and the Texans. I, 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 again, I just think they made some bigger moves. But, again, the Saints, they got, what, Clemson D-tackle, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, the um, Bracey kid. Yeah, the yeah, Bracey kid. Uh, the edge guy from Notre Dame, uh, Foskey. Isaiah, yeah, uh, Isaiah Foskey. Yep, yep. The they TCU got, uh, back, Kendry Miller. They got, um, they got better. Yeah, they got that old tackle from Old Dominion who's really, really good, who people don't that's they slept on Salvador Saldervaria or whatever. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Jay Kaner, who I think is a top three quarterback in this draft. Man, that's so, that's what I'm saying. So many teams, coach, that I felt like had like it was a pretty good year. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, it was. It was yeah. a good draft. Uh before you get out of here, man, I know you're gonna go work out. Let me ask you something. The the NBA is in full swing. We got these playoffs going. NBA is getting harder and harder to watch for me. I'm an NBA buff. I used to love watching it, man. It became so soft, and I'm like, God, dang, it's soft and hard to watch, man. But I'm a Laker guy, of course, L.A. fan. 
my Kings just died out the other day to Edmonton. Uh, you know, the Rams had a bad year after they won a Super Bowl. Um, the Lakers won the bubble, of course, haven't really done much since. Um, where are you at with the NBA right now? Who, who do you like right now? It looks like Golden State's on another path to go back-to-back again when they, they had a horrible year. You're starting to wonder, did they just let off the gas to get in these playoffs because they know there's a play-in? And I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it light on the old legs, or what? Because Golden State and LA now have to clash. Man, that's gonna be a battle. You might, maybe they did. I think sometimes when, when you're a vet and you're a championship type of team, the regular season kind of gets like long and boring. It's like I'm ready for the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? And then that's when you really turn up. So I'm actually, obviously, I'm from Indy, and I get a lot of backlash from this. But I'm a huge, huge Kobe guy. So my whole life, I've been rooting and being a fan of the Lakers as well. So I am, I am Team Lake Show. But man, we got we got we got a lot to deal with with these Warriors, man. Steph Curry just dropped a fifty piece in a game seven. <laughs> yeah, in game seven, like to me, listen, Steph Curry is the most dangerous uh, NBA player of all time, in my opinion. Most dangerous. I'm not saying he's the best, none of that. But like, once he gets hot, there's literally nothing you can do about it. The shots that he he attempts and makes are ridiculous. So if he's gonna be shooting like that, man, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a lot to deal with. But Lakers have been rolling, playing good on the defensive end. The key player is Anthony Davis. He has to be consistent. He can't be he can't be every other game or when he feels like it. He has to come in every single game, lock in, because when he plays well, the Lakers win. Like point blank period. That, that's usually what happens. So I think that's gonna be a great series. Um, I'm I'm loving the Phoenix Suns and Endeavor Nuggets series, man. Phoenix is they're top heavy with Devin Booker, KD, DeAndre Aiden, but they don't really have a bench. The Nuggets have depth, and we saw that in game one, and that's why they they blew out Phoenix in game one. So I think it's going to be a longer series. I'm still going with Phoenix to win that in six. Um, and then on the East, I mean, we, we kind of got surprised seeing the Heat upset the Bucks. you know, uh, HC being number one seed. It's only happened a few times in the history of, of the league, but Jimmy Buckets is just a dog. He's probably one of my favorite players, Coach. I mean, his mentality, how, just how he approaches the game, He's not looking for no friends on the court. He kind of reminds me of that old school basketball. You know what I'm saying? So oh, yeah, I love um, it. He might be Michael Jordan's son. <laughs> I know that's the rumor, right? That's the rumor. I wouldn't be shocked. I would not be shocked. So and they saw- won last night again against the Knicks. Game one, like these cats are on yeah. a roll. Did he get injured or is he just hurt? He rolled his yeah. He rolled his ankle, but he got back up and kept playing. You know, kind of adrenaline. It's probably sore as hell now waking up. But knowing Jimmy, man. I, I doubt he sits out. Like, you're going to have to make him sit out. Yeah, me, I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you on that. Uh, tonight, yeah. Embiid, I don't know if he's a go. I heard Doc Rivers say he may, he's probably a no-go. I'm, like, starting to wonder. They've been they've been off two weeks now. He still ain't ready to go. Something's up with him. Do they get by? Can they get by? Can Doc Rivers win a meaningful series as a head coach? I know he won a championship with the Celtics on a pretty damn loaded roster. But he's underachieved for the most part in all his other ventures. Like the Clippers right. had one of the most loaded rosters for about four years there. He didn't get it done there. Um, he's had loaded rosters pretty much everywhere he's been. He fell in Philly the first two seasons. This is year three. Does he get over the proverbial hump? Man, without Joel Embiid, no. If Embiid plays and he's at least 85% of himself, I believe this is the year that he that he gets over the hump. I think that I think the Sixers can beat the Celtics. The way Embiid's been balling out this year, um, it, you know, Tyrese Maxey's been been hooping. Harden's inconsistent, but he's he's still he's still. I feel like Harden's like, like 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 that third player for them now. You know, he's not really that second yeah. player. 
Magic yeah. kind of took over that role, and that's cool. They got three guys who can go out there and, and, and possibly drop 30 on any, on any night. You know what I'm saying? They're playing pretty good defense. I think Harris is the key. Oh, yes. That's a good point, too. I yep. think Harris is the key because if he hits, if he if he's like slow motion and just is a ten point game and and doesn't really do anything on the defensive end, they don't win. He scores twenty twenty five, and he can hit the three. They usually win. I, here's a question I have for you before I get you out of here. I want to ask you one last question, but on that Philly tip, dog, I would trade Harden. Maxie's the dude. That dude. <laughs> I would keep Maxi Harris. Go get you. You could probably get two legitimate, either help your bench or get better on the wing in Philly if you get rid of Harden right now and let Maxi be the one. Let Embiid dominate the game, similar to what how Denver runs it with Joker. Right uh, now, he ain't gonna dribble the ball up. Embiid's not that type of player, but you can still run the action through him and go get you a couple other cats on the wing because when they lost Ben Simmons that wanted to play basketball, um, I thought their wing digressed. Their wing game, their defensive edge, you know, they didn't have the ball on-the-ball pressure that they once had on defense. They can control the paint uh, from the perimeter on fast breaks. They turn their defense and offense. The Philadelphia, to me, if that team would have been together, uh, they were scary, but they just had too many, uh, I don't know, I like to call them mental midgets. Um, ben Simmons, man, that shit, to me, is still in money. Um, right, right. I gotta get you out of here by saying this: your top five rappers, Lil Wayne. I know is your is your ace, Ooh, right? Lil Wayne is definitely my ace. Oh, this is tough, man. So Lil Wayne's definitely at the top. The, now you're a You consider Indie Naptown the Midwest, right? Yeah, it's the Midwest. It's the Midwest. You guys favor most Midwest cats I grew I know favor East Coast rap. No. Yeah, yeah. For, for the most part, we do for sure. Especially like my friend group, even some of the older cats I grew with. Since we're a little bit closer to the East Coast. That's definitely who we typically favor. I'm now a little balanced. Been on the West Coast for some years. Has it, has it, like, got, it, have you kind of, like, absorbed it at all? Like, I, yeah. the area or the West Coast gangster rap? Or has that, like, oh, shit, this is kind of. Man, I, I was bumping NWA the other day in traffic. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, trust me. I, I still, I'm a big Ice Cube fan. I think Ice Cube's un, very underrated when, when we yeah. have these type of conversations. You know what I'm saying? We did this, me and my boy Jeff Nadu from Barstool. We had this battle, and I, I was like, man, Cube underrated. Cube underrated. He's he one of the best storytellers, man. But if I had to finish out my, my five, so Wayne's for sure at the top, top. I feel like I feel like Jay-Z has to be number two just because of just how much he's done, his longevity. He got so many hits. I mean, I got to put Hov in number two. These next two, it gets tough. I'm going to go <clears> – <throat> I go back and forth. I'm gonna go Biggie number three. I like Biggie's just his melody, how smooth he was, just the sound. Um, I got him slightly above Pac at four. And then number five. Now, is the question my my five favorite or just the top five? I believe are the top five greatest. You said top five greatest, right? Is that you believe? Yeah. I think I think it's a different conversation. So at number five, and I might get backlash for this, but we're talking about pure bars, rapping. Success, everything bundled together. I might have, I might gotta put Eminem in number five. Really? I might have to. He's not my favorite, but when, when I think about just like overall rapability, success, when you mix in all the ingredients to what makes you just a great rapper, like Eminem, man, I know he's he's older now, so he's kind of quote unquote fell off. But in his prime, man, this man couldn't miss. It was hits after hits after hits after hits. His lyrical ability, his style, coming from Detroit. 
I think you got to put Eminem at number five. And I know that there's the you got Nas out there, you got IQ. There's some other names that makes it very it's it's, it's complicated. It's, it's a hard conversation to have, but that's my list today. <laughs> and damn interesting. Hey, what's your podcast called? The Porch Podcast, man. So yeah, we, we stream on a belief. Um, you know, that goes out of all the audio uh, platforms. We got the the porch podcast on YouTube as well. You know what I'm saying? It's hosted by my, myself and my guy Brian, aka Bolo. And uh, man, we just it, it, imagine a couple homeboys hanging on the porch having discussions about uh various topics within black culture, sports, etc. Just being us, man. So definitely want y'all to tune in. No doubt. Uh, Darnell Smith, uh, it's all right there on the ticker. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. Uh, make sure you guys head on over to his podcast. We're, we actually have the same pod, uh, Believe. I, I work with Believe as well. So uh, they've been good to uh, to us. So they have a lot of people. Pac-Man Jones, a lot of people are on Believe now. Uh, the, the owner, Bron, shout out to Bron. Uh, he does a good job with everybody. Uh, man, it's been fun, man. I appreciate you coming on last minute, chop it up again. And, uh, man, hopefully we can get together soon and, and, uh, and do some things. This would be great. Yes, sir, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it again. Thanks for having me on, man. This was fun. And, uh, hey, go coach. Let's do it. <laughs> hey, what, uh, what you working on today, dog? Uh, uh, is this still football regiment? You got upper body, lower body. Monday, dog, is our upper body day. I can't do lower body on Monday. Now you already know, man. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm upper body right now. Tuesday, Thursday, I'm lower body. I'm going five days a week. I'm getting this body. I'm getting summer ready, coach. I'm getting, I'm getting that six-pack. You're going to see these abs this summer at some point. The first D-tackle with abs. I don't I don't drink six pack. I don't drink beer, but six pack I'm drinking is fucking yak. <laughs> Yakking a, a six pack of sticks. I ain't, I ain't doing no. I got cigars out there. I'm about to go after this show and uh, have my morning stick. Man, what happened to the sun out here? It looks like it's raining and shit. I know. I'm looking at some. I thought LA was finally back, and now we're going back to the like. Come on, LA. Nah, I'm so over that shit. Uh, Man, it's been great, man. Let's stay in touch. And uh, like I said, be safe out there in these streets. And I'll uh, talk to you soon, man. Yes, sir, man. You too. You have a good one. All right, Darnell. Appreciate you. Darnell Smith, uh, shout out to him uh, for coming on in. Fox Sports Radio. You know, give him a follow on Twitter and all things. Check it out. Podcast. And uh, appreciate him jumping on, man. Good young kid right there, man. Great dude. Um Known him for a while now. Uh, has a lot of good insight, man. Um, we're here on this Minutes Monday. NFL draft is coming gone. Who has won the draft this year? Uh, we'll see if Matt will jump on with us here in a few. Um, if not, we got a lot more to go after. I'm going to break down the draft. I got to get into uh, undrafted guys before I break this draft down. These guys went undrafted, just so you know. And I want to get into the undrafted because a lot of cats, especially some of my players, I had a, I had my 30th kid drafted. Uh, shout out to uh, Tank Dale, uh, University of Houston wide receiver, Indy Pirate uh, that I recruited there. He ended up uh, staying home, geographically located. Houston Texans drafted the Houston Cougars, Tank Dale. So, uh a lot of guys, though, I've talked to over the weekend. They're like, "Coach, I didn't get a shot. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I got invited into some camps, though, and I wanted to share this because a lot of cats out there trying to get in right now. First of all, you got XFL and USFL options. You got arena league options. Where I went to go see my former player Carlos Thompson yesterday down in San Diego play. He returned a kick. He, I think he had three or four touchdowns. He's he averages that in the arena league. He needs to be in the CFL or the or the USFL as well. Um, 
So I'm trying to get them in there, get off that turf and onto that grass or that bigger turf. Um, but guys get discouraged. Those guys right there were undrafted, dog. Those are some great fucking dudes um, to be undrafted. So I just want to be clear. Those are some damn good undrafted players. And uh, there's always a shot. So just get into camp. All you got to do is get into camp. It only takes one. It only takes one to give you an opportunity. Only one to give you a chance. So um, I just wanted to, I just wanted to, um, Trupac dropping some facts over there. Uh, I just wanted to drop that out there and uh, let everyone know. But I'm going to get into this draft, man, and break this thing down. Um, see if Matt's going to jump on. And uh, it's going to be an interesting one. I'm going to go through the draft. I'm going to go through the teams. And uh, let me see. Go through every team and kind of give you my top five. And give you uh, why I think that is. And I, I'm going to tell you who failed, absolutely failed in the draft. And uh, whew, I hope I hope uh, my main man, Brian Case, isn't in here today. I really do. I hope he's not in here today. <laughs> is Brian Case in here today? I hope he's not, man. Because if he is... Ah, my goodness. It might be ugly. It might get ugly. Um, Man, 3.50. I'll be back in three minutes, 50 seconds. I got to take a piss. Let the dogs out. And we got a whole NFL draft to break down. Don't go anywhere. Pound the like button. Uh, my top 10. All right. I'm going to get into my top 10. Matt asked yesterday about my top 10. And he spit his out real quick. I'm going to pull mine up on the ticker below so the world can see. You can all fucking go, ah! the fucking chat 400 people are gonna talk shit i don't fucking care so here we go i'm gonna go tom brady here we go before i pull it up before i know you guys saw everything i'm gonna use this criteria you've had for me you've had to at least to be in my top five have won a super bowl been to super bowl and just one of the elite of elite all right that is how my criteria kind of is so here we go Tom Brady, who's the GOAT as far as wins. I do not believe he's the best as far as skill set, but I do believe he's the best quarterback. All right, we're not going to get into that fucking thing uh, as far as winning and losing. Um, so Agreed. that's number one for me. Um, I got Troy Aikman because I believe Troy Aikman can travel to any era and be as accurate as any quarterback of all time. He is the fucking – people do not – you're 40 years old, Matt. How do you not believe in fucking Troy Aikman? You know how good he was? Do you really know how good he was? The second best quarterback of all time? Yeah, dog. Do you know how good Troy Troy fucking Aikman? Do you know how good he was? Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Elway, I got at three. I got Montana at four. Manning at five. Rodgers at six. Favre at seven. Uh, Both of those are very close skill set-wise. Both have a Super Bowl. Been to two. Marino at eight. All right, I'm sorry, he had eight. Bradshaw at nine because he won so much. He's not as talented as anyone else. And Steve Young at 10 because of just he was the first lefty to really dominate his position. Um, that's my top 10. I'll just let it keep ticking, dog. I'm going to mute my channel. Go ahead. Uh, I don't have a problem with the rest of the top 10, but Troy Aikman even being on the list 
Make you're, you're, just, you're shitting me, right? You're telling me, me Clayton's not pants. a top 10 quarterback. No, here's mine. Brady, Manning, Elway, Montana Marino, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, oh, Steve, Steve Young, Mahomes, and Jim Kelly. See, this is the problem I have. With Troy this. fucking Aikman. Oh, dog. I, it, Tr- Drew Brees couldn't hold Troy Aikman's fucking left nutsack from behind his asshole. Here, dude. Yeah, Drew, Brees, Drew Brees runs circles around asshole. Troy Aikman. Huh? Drew Brees runs circles around Troy Aikman, bro. Oh, my bro. God. Yes, bro. Dog, dog. Danny this White could have won those Super Bowls with those This teams. is how I break... And, and people in the chat, Jim Kelly over Aikman. Really? Aikman beat Jim Kelly twice in the Super Bowls, you dumb fuck. No, 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 no. Troy Aikman's team beat Jim Kelly. You so put Jim Aikman. Kelly on the you put Jim oh, Kelly so on the so Cowboys. They went his team titles. beat fucking seven teams. Troy Aikman is maybe the most overrated quarterback ever. See, I I, I almost think that I can say that about Tom Brady. Oh my fucking god! Oh my god! Oh, Tom How Brady. can you say Tom Brady's oh, overrated? Tom Brady played in the worst conference for twenty years of all time in the NFL history. Look, that's true. He played in the worst division ever. I, I know I played in it, but and, he's not overrated. Let me, let, me, let me break this down though. If you compare Troy Aikman and Tom Brady, and they we go out here on the park and go fuck. Woo! Matt will be joining me here in a minute. Uh, I know you love the back and forth between Matt and I. He'll be coming on here. We're going to talk uh, NFL draft, uh, his takeaways from it. We'll talk a little Deion Sanders in Colorado. I'm going to try to get Deion on the show. Uh, Deion took back one of my players, Chance Maine, uh, is now going back to Colorado. He left uh, in the spring. Um, he's now going back uh, probably because they're light in the ass up front. They probably need a few more defensive pass rushers. I talked to Deion. I actually told him. Um, that chance cannot hurt your program. He's going to be great in the locker room. He's going to be nasty. He's got nuts and guts. He was raised by a tough-nosed family, and um, he is a straight-up shit-kicking ass-kicker and a good kid and a leader. So I said that cannot hurt your program whatsoever. Dion reached out. We talked. Um. Dion actually saw my daily rant video and hit me up and we discussed it um, over the weekend. And uh, I want to get Matt's take on that and, uh, and, and and his take on the 51 kids supposedly who have left the program. We're going to get into that a little bit. Um, so we'll get into that. We're going to get into um, oh Brian Case is here. I see Brian Case. I see Brian Case is in the chat. Uh, Ooh, got to get into Brian Case and the Detroit Lions draft. Um, I'm going to give you my top five best and my top five worst. Where do you think the Detroit Lions are going to be? <laughs> I like the Detroit Lions. I like their head coach. I like the things they do. But they always seem to Detroit Lion. Like the Chargers always Charger. The Lions always Lion. The Raiders, for the most part, always Raider. The Clippers, always Clipper. I mean, and I'm still expecting the the Nuggets to to Nugget. I really am. But I also think the Suns are going to (laughs) Suns. So the winner of this Laker-Golden State series, 
I believe is going to be in the NBA final. That's just my true opinion on it. And I'm sticking to it. And I'm going to bet on it. (laughs) I'm going to bet on it. I won a little 500 bucks yesterday on DraftKings. Shout out to DraftKings. Uh, I won a little $500 on there. Um, I won 200 on betonline.ag, the proud sponsor of the Coach JB show. But I bet this big bet on DraftKings because I saw this bet. And I was like, you know what? So I bet $250 to win $20K. And God damn it, I was in the mix the entire fucking time. And Clay Thompson absolutely fucked me. Clay Thompson, I just want to get into this. And I saw Joe Accord talked about it in the Discord yesterday. I got to see it. I couldn't respond. I was at this arena football game. But seeing Carlos, but let me let me break this down. Joe Court said, Clay Thompson has murdered us over here in Oklahoma City for years, JB. I said, I know he has. I know he has. But let me get into it. There's only been one game seven that I can recall. That I can recall. Maybe Stan, I stand corrected it. And if you correct me and, and tell me that I'm wrong. But I can only recall the one game seven where the Golden State Warriors were down 3-1. They came back and they ended up, Clay Thompson went for that masterful, unbelievable shooting barrage. Other than that, Clay Thompson has absolutely been dormant. He's done nothing in big games. He's done nothing in big games. Show me a big game that they absolutely had to have a big time clutch performance out of clay thompson and please tell me if i'm wrong because I, I i may be wrong i don't watch golden state like that but every big game i've ever seen on national tv in the playoffs he's been nothing and, and everyone wants to talk about he's top 50 and all this he ain't my he ain't mine top 50 dog there's no fucking way i'm putting clay thompson in any top 50 i've been on record saying it before i'm saying it again and then he goes around talking like he should be this. And I'm like, dog, shut the fuck up. I don't think that Clay Thompson's that dude. I'm just going to be honest. Motherfucker misses an action, dog. He misses an action a lot. I got to be honest. And I should have known better. You know, I should have fucking known better. I should have known not to bet that motherfucker. Anyway, I won 500 bucks. I won 250 bucks. Um... You know, I, I it is what it is. I lost 250 bucks, but um, um, let me see. Um, see, a lot of cats can't talk about quarterback play in, in, the, in the NFL when they haven't played it or don't know it in totality. It blows my mind that that Troy Aikman has just been forgotten. It, and I got great people, man. There's these smart, huge, these great people that know sports much more, be- much better than I do in totality. But when it comes to the QB's position, you guys got to you guys got to leave me alone on it, dog. You guys got to leave me alone. I know this thing back and forth, front and back, top to bottom. You got to leave me alone. I'm just telling you. 
I'm telling you, no disrespect. This quarterback thing, I got it down to a science. Troy Aikman would throw for fucking 7,000 yards today. People, just you got to trust me, dog. You can't even touch the quarterback. You don't even touch the receivers. You can't even hit the guy over the middle. We're talking about the most accurate passer in the history of football. <laughs> and he ended his career early because of concussions. <laughs> Truly, truthfully, that's what it is. People blow my mind. They only, it's all what have you done for me lately? It's all about what have you done for me lately? That's what the business is that we live in. So now you got guys that see Mahomes, see these guys, they see these flashy guys, Lamar Jackson, J Allen, Herbert. Dog, you only go for what you know lately. What have you done for me lately? And all the greats that you don't see anymore. You forget and you dismiss them. You dismiss their greatness. I love when I hear and I hear it, I say these things. I got into it with yesterday at the Arena League game with a with a very well respected uh, journalist. He was in Kansas City for an NBC affiliate. He actually knows Jason Whitlock. I was talking to Jason yesterday um, and uh, told him that I was with this guy. And he's very well respected. And we're getting to an argument. Now he's in San Diego uh, as a journalist. And we get into an argument about this very discussion. And I'm sitting there, sitting there thinking, dog, please miss me with the narrative that we have never seen Patrick Mahomes before. We've never seen Josh Allen before. We've never seen Justin Herbert before. Fucking miss me. Go pull up film. Go watch all these bullshit drill games that they used to do on Pro Bowl. You're telling me, dog, there ain't a quarterback right now that could have did what Aikman and Marino did in those, in those damn things. You want to talk about, there's never been a Mahomes before. Get the, go watch Dan Marino flick the rock. Go watch Elway throw the ball three-quarter release. 75 yards and hit a fucking moving target in those damn Pro Bowl events they used to do. Stop with the we haven't seen this before shit. No, you haven't seen it before. That's what it is. You haven't seen it. Matt McChesney joining us. Um, got the sunglasses on. I hope it's sunny there because it's fucking raining here again. What the fuck's going on? Beautiful. Yeah, it's like 80 degrees this morning. Sun's up. Things are good. Things are looking up, dog. Happy Monday. Fuck Monday. I love Mondays. You don't like Monday? I hate Mondays. I I've always hated them. Monday, dog. You know why? Because Mondays used to be leg days, and I hated fucking Mondays. I just had Darnell on the show. Um, I hated squat and front squat. Quarterback, I always got out of it. I was the biggest bitch when it came to squatting, Matt. Every time I wanted to, my back, my back. Did you, did you cheat, are you a cheat reps guy? I wasn't, but in squat, yes. Yeah, yeah. I look. I even hated squatting. I got to the point in my career where I was like, my back hurts really bad, man. My hips hurt. And my ankles are killing me, and I'm not doing this shit anymore. I'm not squatting 600 pounds. Fuck that. So I, I used to uh, do a bunch of single leg stuff and like body weight, and then the hack squat. You know, you can put the the thing on your shoulders and do that. I used to do that. Uh, I have a five level cage fusion in my back, so. Squat. Yeah. 
Squatting doesn't really. I really did have lower back pain, but I wasn't going to use that as a real excuse. Like all these oh, other. Bro, it's so terrible, though. Look, like I'm a pretty tough guy, I think, and like the my back, like I played through broken ankles and torn groins and broken hands, and like when my back went, I couldn't do. I couldn't move. I couldn't fucking like take a shit. I couldn't stand up. I was like, I was fucked up. So when the middle of your body goes, I think hips and lower back are probably the most debilitating injuries for football players. Most likely. Yeah, it's, it, it's, uh, it's bad, man. I'm gonna tell you. And then, you know, and you know, as I, well, as I know, if you have a bad back and you have to still squat, what do you got to do, right? Hills on the ground. Get your ass parallel. Then quads and, and hands better be parallel so your back is straight, so you're not putting no stress bent over. And now you're coaching all this shit up, and I'm like, fuck, it's too heavy. I don't want to do it. And then you're pre- now you're having to really do the lift with the straight back and parallel quads, right? So, like, now it becomes even harder. That's why, Matt, I became an asshole in the weight room as a head coach because of guys like me who used to cheat reps. Well, look, the weight room is a necessity. Uh, those who really commit to it and will help them big time. Um, it's like the kids. Necessary just, poison, we call it, right? Necessary poison. Absolutely. It's absolutely, it's a necessary evil for the necessary evil that we are about to put on other people. And that's the way I think about this is in the other three major sports, working out is something that can absolutely help you. But in football, it is mandatory because we are playing a fucking war sport. We're playing, especially the big dudes, the front seven, the trench guys are hand-to-hand combat literally every play. And I'm not trying to be the guy who's out there stuck with slow hands, slow feet that don't eat and like, you know, weak in the weight room and shit. I'm not trying to do all that. I'm trying to learn how to use leverage and be forceful and powerful and mean. And, you know, if it comes to you naturally, the weight room can be your biggest asset. If it doesn't come to you naturally, the weight room can be your biggest asset. Like the, I know I just repeated myself, but the weight room can teach a young man or a young woman or a young whatever you are to really to really push themselves past and through the adversity. I was gonna go there, but I didn't want to go there. Um, you mean a he she shim 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 shim? Have you have you hold on? Oh, people. <laughs> you and I don't talk about too much crazy shit. We do mention when we're pissed off. We do talk about this these fucks, but how disgusting is this dad right here? Have you seen this video right here? Instead of saying he is a transgender. He is transgender. Instead of saying he transgendered last year. I would say he transitioned last year. Instead of saying he changed genders. He transitioned or he affirmed his gender. Shut the fuck up. Your dad should be castrated. What is going on right now with men in this country? Hey, I've been hearing though. That this big, this big, these big companies are paying these dudes, and I'm telling you, I said it the other day. I'm I don't believe half of it no more. I think they're paid off actors. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it if this is just indoctrination. So, look, man, I I don't really try and get too political here, but I will die on this hill. I've been a I've been a liberal most of my life. Okay, I I really I consider myself an independent when it comes to voting, but. I have liberal mindsets. Like I want, I want people to take care of people. And like to a point, I'm not trying to be a communist or nothing, but to a point, I agree with some of it. I used to, I voted for Obama twice. Like, you know, I, I, I didn't vote. I I voted for Al Gore. Like that was the first time I could ever vote when I was coming out of high school, but I did vote for Trump. 
and I voted for Trump again, and I'm going to vote for Trump again. And if I could fucking identity fraud this bitch, I'd vote for him 10 times because this kind of shit, this is now a line has been crossed and now they're sexualizing children and it's not happening from the right. The right's not doing it. And I can deal with crazy religious bullshit over this all day. Yeah, so, me too. Like, I, I just, now I've got like, this is what it's come to, coach. I've got my my black friends, my, my, my brother brothers, who would never vote Republican in their fucking life, ever. I know. Who four, who four years ago were like, Trump's a racist and MAGA guys are fucking jerk off racists and I hate them. And now... I know you're all going to vote for Trump. They fucking can't stand the left. They're getting magna hat. <laughs> they are fed the fuck up, bro. And I like, I have a buddy that lives in, uh, in, in LA and he, he went to like a teacher parent day and they had a, a fucking drag queen there and he pulled his kids out of the school on the spot. And there was like blowback and like people yelling at him and shit, calling him a bigot. He's a black dude. Like, that's what that's how fucking crazy America is right now. You've got dudes dressed up as chicks telling black dudes they're bigots in America. What in the fuck is going on, dog? I feel like I'm in bizarro world. It's fucked up, dude. I don't know. There's every I can show you like a million videos, dude. Like what's going on? It, they're trying I, to bring it. Hey, Matt, here's a video. I, I, I got a lot of sports to talk about, but I had to talk to you about this because you and brainwash. I both see. All brainwashed. Yeah, look at this right here. This is the Marine Corps, Matt. Why'd you join the Marines? No. Bitch, I don't fucking know. Why'd you join the Marines? I don't even know. <laughs> Bruce, why'd you join the Marines? For the hoes, baby. <laughs> Get what's them it? bitches. Oh, why'd you join the Marines? <laughs> I joined the Marines to have my hair in a bun 24-7 and get up at 5 a.m. every day. <laughs> Why'd you join the Marines? Why'd you join the Marines? Because I was stupid. Why'd you join the Marines? To get out of my house. <laughs> Why'd you join the Marines? Why'd you join the Marines? Why'd you join the Marines? Uh, fuck, I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, it gets worse. It gets worse. Like, that's what we're dealing with, though. Okay. I don't know if you're really trying to piss me off this morning, but you've done it. <clears throat> like, I love you. You're my boy. But look, I come from an extremely patriotic family. Me too. My dad and my brother in the army. Yes. All the males in my family, except for my generation, because I went to play college football, are all military. My uncle Johnny served multiple tours in Vietnam. My grandfathers were both in World War II. My father was in Korea and was a Navy man. And that's just the, the tip of the iceberg, okay? You want to know why you joined the Marines? Because it's a calling. And you're supposed to be the fucking shield for this country. It's not supposed to be just free school. It's like the Marine Corps has become a bunch of free school seekers, like terrible athletes that just call on some coach and to give them a scholarship and then quit and then go to school for free. I don't know why I joined up. Look, man, woman, it, they, them, whatever the fuck. You cannot make a mockery of institutions that are hard fucking core. You can't do it. 
The Marine Corps is responsible for the flag being put on the top in Iwo Jima, it, it, Matt Subiachi. This, this, this fucking institution of people is, is about hardcore as you fucking get. They're always the front line. They take the most casualties. And this is a lot. This is okay. Like, if I'm the fucking sergeant, I am running these bitches until they fucking die. You are. You're, you run until you die. Like, I want to go get the fucking drill sergeant from, uh, from, uh, what, what was, uh, uh, full metal jacket, full metal jacket, and just, just fucking turn him loose on these fucking pussies and let's see who can stick around and who, who can actually, you know, wear that American flag on their shoulder with pride instead of, if you're, if you're Russia or China and this is the morale of the United States Armed Forces, this is what happens when Joe Biden is your leader. I'm telling you, bro, this is that was that really pissed me the fuck off. That is I'm gonna tell you, Matt. Let me give you a perspective. Oh my god, dude. Have a little respect for the fucking country that shields you. I'm I'm gonna give you a perspective on this though. My brother, fighter pilot, he's been in since 86. He's older than us. Um, he gave me a weird perspective and he said, JB, I listen to your show and I hear how soft you think we are and all this. And you and I've shown guys in the barracks sucking dildos, Matt, on this show. Like, what the fuck? fuck are we doing and my brother hit me up immediately and he goes jb listen to this listen to this closely matt you're mad i'm mad we're all mad he said i said we're gonna get absolutely fucking butt fucked literally and figuratively on the front line of this country aren't we and he goes listen this phone and this social media shit has not only done it to us just think about the culture and the generation gen this the same generation is in Russia and China and all these other places too. And they're all sucking dildos and they're all doing this soft shit. So he goes, just understand something. Um, that is real thing. Do you believe that it's a culture thing nation globally? Uh, to a point, I will say this China with TikTok especially limits what you can watch and Chinese TikTok for kids is like mathematics and science and, you know, trying to tell them how cool they are and like positive reinforcement and TikTok in the United States has no restriction. And I think they're trying to literally poison kids and it's working, bro. It's fucking working. Not only that, like since you brought this up from the mental standpoint, it's a huge problem. I think that children and kids that are growing up right now, they're, they have so much information at their fingertips. It destroys the adventure in them. None of them want to like have any adventure. They don't want to leave. They don't want to do anything. They can do it all in their basement. The, like it's the comfort generation. All they give a fuck about is their comfort. All they want is air conditioning and a nice bed. And like they they would literally be retired for 80 years if we could retire them tomorrow. They'd be like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to go on vacation for the rest of my life. And like it's all money motivated. And I'm not motivated by money. It's just part of the, it's the gas that keeps the car going. I'm motivated by you know, getting better and helping people and actually making a difference. The money is just what comes with it. It's it's a necessity in order to do the things that we want to do. I'm motivated by making others money and that allows us to make money. And I'm fucking, I'm printing checks for my guys, the NIL stuff. I've got like three of my guys that are going to commit here in the next week. You know, coaches calling me mad as shit that they're dropping them and going other places. And I'm like, Oh, you don't like it when the rabbit's got the gun, huh? Now the kid can make a decision. That's what it is. You better start recruiting a little bit harder. So, but on top of the mental side and how much different the generation is than even mine and your generation, our generation is 
physically, these kids, and maybe it's just me, but like my son is going into eighth grade. He's about 6'2", 240 already, okay? You can see him on social media. He looks pretty good. But I purposely put him under strain since he was like nine years old. He's been doing fucking hard work. He's spoken to like a man. He's up at 5.30 in the morning. He works his balls off on the ranch up north. He does it down here. He works for me on top of workouts. The other day, a a 13-year-old kid did the entire workout with all the college players, led that group, went and sat down in the meeting room, taught another group of 12-year-old, 13-year-old kids all the fronts and personnels, then went and recovered and sat for 20 minutes in the ice tub. That's like operating more efficiently than a bunch of the college and pro kids I have in the room. But they, he thing, has a dad, Matt, that knows well, what's going this on. Is point. This is my point is I, I immediately put him the science behind strain when you're young and what it does to your body and the, the hormones that are fucking that are that are immediately engaged when you're put under stress. It it helps you grow. It stimulates your human growth, the natural human growth hormone in your body. And that's why, like, when you see kids, like, say this, a a dude in Compton that's had shit life and been fucking living in hotels and on the street and had to really strive and suffer and and push through every day to to live his life. At 18 years old, that kid's going to look like he's 30. And a a kid right up the street from fucking, you know, Santa Barbara that's got a world by the balls at 18, he's going to look like he's 12. And that's my point is stress and strain is going to help kids instead of hurt them. It's going to help them grow and develop shielding the children from all of this shit, everything. And being a bulldozer parent is going to turn your kid into a dependent and he's going to be sucking off your tits till he's 40. Hey, Matt, I used to shake the hands of every player and parent that I would meet or go to a home visit on. If their hands felt like fucking cocoa butter, yeah. I didn't recruit the motherfucker. And if the daddy in the house, if there was a daddy in the house and that motherfucker's hands were soft, I didn't recruit the kid. because Or, or if they... You don't have no, they... no calluses, Matt? You ain't done a fucking thing in your life. Or how about if they don't stand up to shake your hand? Oh, I, I won't. I'll walk out. Oh, bro, like if, if you are sitting down and a man walks in or a woman walks in and they extend to shake your hand and you don't stand up to shake my hand and you don't grip it and look me in the face and say, nice to meet you, sir. I am fucking it's the immediate red flag. I'm out. Hey, what about this one? You stand up, shake a hand and, and he shakes your hand with his left hand. Like this. Yes. I mean, he's got to have something wrong with this. He's got to have some fucking like, like, no. uh, what was the name of that congressman? I, I, yeah, I don't know. But I tell the motherfucker, hey, no, I need your right hand, dog. I need like, your you know, right hand. He's hurt. I, he's hurt. I can't do left hand bullshit. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into some football. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, let's get into some brass tacks here. Um, this is the culture we live in, though, if you haven't seen this. Play in the AFC North. Honestly, you don't even know who in the AFC North is. <laughs> people think it's a joke, but that shit's fucking the lack of investment in these fucking punk kids that people don't understand. That's real problem. Why you're paying them so well, much money? It is unbelievable. You you interview these guys and you don't ask them about the history of the game. It's one of the reasons why so many of these kids don't have any respect for the, yes. for the foundation of football. It's because they first of all they don't know. And we, they, us, are not forcing them to know either. 
It's one of the main things I do in the room. When guys sign up for me, I give homework assignments. So like an offensive lineman, I'll be like, look, I need you to go through all the fronts of personnel, but then you've got, I need five guys, write these five names down. I want you to go home and look up Anthony Munoz, Tony Baselli, Larry Allen, Dramani Dawson, and fucking uh, Eric Williams. And I want to report on all of them. Bring it back and show me what you show me or tell me what you found out. And then the next day they'll come in. And I'll be like, now you just researched all the offensive linemen. Now I want defensive linemen. Now go home and research Derek Thomas, Lawrence Taylor, John Randall, fucking, you know, uh, Ted Washington and goddamn Kevin Green. Now tell me about those five and the differences between the five and so on and so forth. And it forces the kids to actually look at the history of the game because these these fucking kids actually think that they invented the push-up, the pull-up, and like dropping and pass rushing, and they're the first one to ever do it. And if it didn't happen on social media, this is the other thing, Coach. One of the reasons I post so much of my old film is because these kids literally don't respect anything that didn't happen before social media. And I, I don't I'm not trying to be in there barking at them and have them look at me like, what do you know? Like I I know a little bit. I don't know a lot, but I know a little. And they, this generation has to see it in order to respect it. Like, I'm just uh, saying, uh, that's just disgusting. Yeah, it's, it's bad. Like, if you it's get, disgusting. who was that? It's, that's the fucking Zay Flowers kid that went to Baltimore that, that's going to be a kid that demands a trade in two years when Lamar Jackson can't get him to fucking rock. He doesn't like, know who's in the AFC North and he's from Boston. I don't know if he's from Boston, but he played so he at. See, I mean, yeah, I he, mean, he doesn't know who's in the black and blue division, bro. Cincinnati, I, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore. Demis. Yeah, don't these cats play Madden in video games? Don't they know who's in the fucking league just based oh, on that? It's probably they probably make a team that's called the BC Flowers, and the whole team is just Zay quarterback, Zay guard, Zay tackle, Zay tight end, Zay receiver, Zay running back. Zay goes for 30, Zay to Zay. Zang over the top. What a great pass rush by hey, man, I'm fucking disgusted. I'm just telling you, man. It disgusts me. You know why? Because you can't sit here and tell me that you're going to get rid of the Wonderlick test that I had to take that was a fucking unbelievable dumbass test that we all had to take this fucking test. Hey, do you remember this? Do you remember how fast are you going, Matt, from point A to point B at 250 miles an hour? When will you arrive? Fuck, will I arrive at the fucking Mike Linebacker, motherfucker, when I got a re-ID? I'll be where I'm at. How about this one? So, here's my thing, Matt, before you start. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you remember this question? Johnny is a redhead. Assuming all redheads like candy, do you think Johnny likes candy? And I'm, like, sitting there like, what the Yes. Me up, right? I'm sitting there like, question took me 30 minutes. Right, Matt? That, those type of questions take you 30 minutes because you're like, wait up. I know this I is a fucking it, Like, what the fuck, man? Why are they asking me this? I'm like, dog. So they get rid of the Wonderlick, Matt. Here's the point. They get rid of the Wonderlick. They add this fucking data analysis fucking test. And you didn't ask this kid who the fucking black and blue conference in the NFL is where he might get drafted and you're going to pay him $100 million in three years? Are you fucking shitting me? And that's why we would continue to enable these young kids without any consequence, any repercussion. They are allowed to do whatever the fuck they want. And I am with Sean Salisbury. Fuck player empowerment. This is why. Because they slapped us old cats who gave them the opportunity to make this bag 
in the fucking face and the forefathers of this game. Yeah, they got to figure it out. It's bad. I mean, just the, look, the overall, the draft was what it was. I mean, it's always like this, but there's just something about this year's draft that seemed just a, I'm not going to say dirty or anything, but with the exception of Will Levis's girlfriend, it was pretty lame. I love That's, Matt throws in subtleties. Matt throws in great subtlety. Matt should be a comedian. He throws in a lot of good subtleties. Right, I'm, really listen to Matt. I'm a pretty funny guy. Um, I'll say this. She is bad. And she has a she you see she has a lazy eye. No, I didn't see. No, I didn't. didn't see that. So look, girl, look. Us lazy eye folks have to stay together, okay? You, me, and I walk into the gym that way, everybody will walk out. No, just hold on. Like I used to get hit really hard, like, and I'd walk into the garden and be like, yo. You knocked the shit out of me. Hold on. We're good. Good hit. And he'd be I like, some people fuck? think some crazy bastard is going to choke somebody. But look, if she's got a lazy eye and I got a lazy eye, we can combine and have two good eyes. It'll be awesome. But she was bad. And I didn't see her at his house the next day. When he was, when he yelled, let's go. I didn't see her yet next to Are you sure that wasn't his sister? The Burnett's not his sister, dog. The Burnett's his girlfriend. I don't know. She could have dyed her hair. I don't know. All the blondes are his sisters. The Burnett's his girlfriend, and I don't think she wants to be with second round Will. So maybe she can come fuck with undrafted Matt. Did you? Did you? Maybe she don't like mayonnaise in her coffee. That's so fucking. Maybe he. What? Did you see Chase Senior uh, did that reenactment on his video? The mayonnaise in your coffee. He did that shit. To, he he made a funny video. He's like, I think I know why Will Levis is dropped. And he and he, he he made it. And he's like, and yeah, he drank it. He like drank a sip of it. And it's just a bunch of chunky mayonnaise in there. It looked nasty as fuck. I'm like, dude, he eats bananas whole and shit. Like that's what these guys do now. They do this dumb shit. I mean, he's definitely he's look if he's eating bananas with the fucking peel on it and mayonnaise in his coffee. He probably don't wash his hands after going to the bathroom, number one. And he's probably licking the butt before going to the uh, the holiest of holies. He's a, Will Levis is definitely a butt licker, bro. That's so you're telling me he skips the pie, goes right to the crust? Yeah, dog. He's just straight in there, like all tongue. Like, don't even use a dude wipe, babe. Just come on in. Oh, God damn. Uh, after maybe, I eat maybe the peanuts and your shit. <laughs> maybe, maybe his breath is what... Uh, deterred the Wonderlick test off. They didn't ask him any questions. Jalapenos and I'll wipe your ass with an icicle. So you're telling me he eats corn out of shit and he don't even like corn. All right, here we go. Um, let's get into football. Um, undrafted guys, Matt. I want to let everybody know. Matt Matt McChesney, we just had Eric Weddle on the show the other day and we had uh, Braden Fajoko on the show, undrafted. Sean Salisbury, undrafted. You were undrafted. I was undrafted. Guys end up having success. This is a pretty great list of undrafted guys. I had a bunch of players of mine hit me up over the weekend that didn't get drafted. Uh, I had my 30th kid drafted, Tank Dell from Houston. Um, He did go the third round, but I had some guys that thought they were going to go, didn't get picked up. I said, listen, you'll get invited to a camp. All it takes is one. Look at this undrafted list. This thing happens a lot. There's been a lot of great undrafted players that aren't even on that list. Um, Chris Harris Jr. Like, there's so many good players. Yeah, man. Um, Let me ask you this. 
In your opinion, before you get out of here, I know we've bullshitted a, a few for a long time here. Let me ask you, uh, who won the draft to you? Who who's your biggest winners? Who's your biggest losers? Let's start with the winners here. If you have, if you need a reference, I have them all here in front of me. I, I like Philly. I, I really love what the Eagles did. I mean, just Philly and Houston. Houston getting two and three, and getting I think Shroud's a better player than Young. So getting the best quarterback in the draft and the best defensive player in the draft back to back, that's pretty fucking big time by D'Amico Ryan's on day one of the draft for him. And then what Philadelphia did at the end of the first round, just, you know, picking up Jalen Carter or in the middle of it, trading up and getting Jalen Carter, I think is what they did. And then just having, you know, the 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 freak pass rusher Smith fall to them. And now their core of their defense moving forward is four first rounders from Georgia that have won back to back national titles. And, and they got Swift in a trade who's a Georgia Bulldog. Yeah, uh, Swift, Swift went to Alabama. But oh, the, did he? Oh, it's Alabama. Yeah, so whatever. The, the 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 whole point is like that core is ridiculously talented, and now they have a chance to really develop under Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox and guys who are on their way out. That you know are definitely Ring of Famers, and some would say I think they might be Hall of Famers. I'm not really sure on that one, but definitely Ring of Famers in Philly that can kind of like mold these next four guys for greatness moving forward. They still have a son Reddick. They still got Sweat. So I would I, I would assume Philadelphia is going to be fucking really really good again next year, and then losing the draft I don't I don't know who lost the draft I mean I don't with really played at Georgia they corrected me All right. I don't really like the the uh, the who lost the draft thing because I don't I don't know we got to see who we never know that we yeah, never like, know yeah. I, I think a lot of teams did what they thought they needed to do to get better you know the Jets went out and picked a pass rusher. At 15, people lost their minds. But as a Jet alum and fan, you have to understand that we've never had a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers before. We had Brett Favre for a year. He got there right before training camp. It's not like we had OTAs and stuff to, to work. And he left right after the season. So he was only there for about eight months. So I'm not really even going to count that. I'm saying that when you have Aaron Rodgers and you got him through the OTA schedules and the mini camps and all this other stuff, you want to accumulate as many goddamn pass rushes as possible. Last year, they went and got your guy, J.J., Jeremiah Johnson from Florida State. They played for you. Jermaine. Um, or Jermaine Johnson, excuse me. He's a great pass rusher. This this kid, McDonald, from Iowa State so can go get it. You know, they got Duke. They got Quentin Williams. They got Duke. So, if they're going to line up and, and figure that – I saw this stat the other day that Aaron Rodgers, when his team, when his defense holds – the other team's 20 points or less. He's 81 and nine. So, I mean, do the fucking math, man. That defense last year gave up like 14 points a game or some shit. If they even fall off a little bit and say they give up, say they give up 18 points a game next year, which is far from falling off. That is unbelievably good. I think that they're probably going to be the one or the two seed, and he's probably going to win the MVP. And I, I just... I don't look, I don't think that he's fallen off at all. I think he was unmotivated throwing to a bunch of rookies last year. He lost his best friend and, and road dog and Devonte Adams. He hasn't had a really great tight end in a really, really long time. I like the Tunyon kid, but it, it's just, he's just a guy. Mercedes Lewis is old as shit. And he, I think he's going to go to New York in the long run. Anyway, Aaron Rodgers had him on his list. So 
I think that A-Rod is going to be extremely motivated. I think he uses spite to his advantage and people are going to keep underestimating him. He's going to go tear the fucking shit out of the AFC. And I would not be surprised at all if you see Aaron Rodgers next year with 4,000 plus yards passing, maybe 5,000, 50 touchdowns, 12, 15 interceptions or less, and a fucking fifth MVP. I would not put it past anybody. Anyone who thinks he's fallen off physically or mentally, you're fucking crazy. I think he was just burned out of being in Green Bay. And let me ask you this, Coach. Did Green Bay blow 30 years of two first ballot Hall of Famers by only getting two Super Bowls? I mean, isn't that on the franchise to not build around these two a little bit better than that? I mean, uh, one I mean, Super Bowl in 18 years by Aaron Rodgers, that's it's better than none, but That's fuck. a good discussion topic. I don't know. I mean how I'm, many AFC how many NFC title games did Favre and Rodgers lose combined? That's what I'm saying. Is that on them? Because they did make it, so they may have had a good enough roster. Did they know. is that on the QBs or is it on not having enough talent to beat the Niners or the Cowboys? I don't know. Uh Here's my takeaway. I, I I see you said the Eagles are number one for you, probably your favorite at least. We don't know. This could be a complete bust. Everybody, you know how this thing goes. Um, Seattle Seahawks, in my opinion, Pete Carroll killed oh, it again. Absolutely crushed it again. again. Getting Zach Charbonnet, getting the fucking Georgia running back late. I mean, they got they got they got a legitimate ass receiver. They got a hell of a corner. Um, they got a good old lineman, I thought, that's really an underrated kid from LSU uh, that I got to watch a little film on that actually basically stalemated Jalen Carter the entire game. Um, so we know he has some upside there. I think he's a little heavy. He's probably going to get tuned out in, in the league. Um, and I think they did another fucking unbelievable job. They got a center. Uh, they got another D-tackle. I just think Carroll keeps killing it, and I just think they're going to be a problem this year. I think they're going to start mature. They're going to get. They're going to give a, the Niners a run for their money, in my opinion, based on who the Niners QB is in that in that uh, NFC West deal. Um, I like Pittsburgh Steelers draft, and I liked uh, the Saints and the Colts draft. Um, you know, I don't know where I do like the Titans, uh, the Texans as well. But let's before you get out of here, Matt, put all this together. Well, Seattle's draft was fucking incredible again. I know, I know. What I love about Pete Carroll is, like, the Colts drafted a ton of athletes. Like, if you saw just who they drafted, everybody they drafted was, if you're at the top of the athlete spectra, how they're evaluating this, you're getting drafted by the Colts. On the other side of things, if you are a great football player on tape and you are just an ass-kicking animal, and a leader, you're getting drafted by the Seahawks. And that's that's kind of Pete Carroll's MO, bro. He just looks at football players and goes, well, Personnel evaluator. Boxes. Yeah, as long as he checks the boxes, I want him because he can play. He can play football. He's a fucking dog. He loves it. He's a worker. I don't have to worry about him showing up to work and being ready. He's just another one of them. So, as they say, they're him. So, these guys that he brought in, the Chabernet kid is a stud from UCLA. He's a second rounder. I'm sure he thought he should be a first. Super motivated. Now he's got two great backs and Walker and Zach Charbonnet in back-to-back drafts. You think they're going to run the and ball? They have the Georgia back in the last pick in their draft this year. Holy 
shit, man. So now they just got three really good young backs that can all run you over and a good offensive line that they can just keep building. And look, this is the the best friend of Geno Smith is going to be the run game. And now I think what we're going to run into here is Jigma Smith, you added to that wideout crew? Well, he, look, Gino's going to have a great opportunity to go out there and just fucking show out, right? He's got dudes everywhere. He's got great support, and he knows he's the starter, and nobody's taking that job from him unless he fucks it up. But I think when we get further into this, now we're going to see the situation arise this year where Seattle is like 10 and 5 or some shit, and San Francisco is 11 and 4, and they play one of the last four weeks of the season they play, and that game's going to determine the West. And that's going to come down to quarterback play at that point. Or just like the, the playoff game last year where they lost, that came down to quarterback play against the 49ers. So at some point, they're going to have to evaluate if Geno is the guy for the future or if he's just the guy for right now. And he's not. I'm not criticizing him. I'm saying – now, after accumulating all this talent, the next step with Geno Smith or whomever is going to be the quarterback is going to be how do we now maximize the roster by getting the right quarterback in here? And look, Geno Smith might be the correct guy. We don't know. He's now being put into a situation where they're building around him rather than rebuilding, and it's working, and he got paid. And he can either be the starter there for the next five or six years and end his career and go in the ring of fame and make them forget about Russell Wilson real quick. Or he can now, you know, get through this and have an okay year and they'll be trying to replace him next year with a guy who can take this team to the next level. Let's do a recap real quick. And I, I want you to massage these drafts mm -hmm. into what just happened. A little rubby, rubby, rubby. Yeah, a little rubby. So I want you to take the New York Jets – you just mentioned they go and get Aaron Rodgers before the draft. They solidify that before the draft. As we said on this show, you have to do – you've said it on Altitude. You've said it on all these different ones that you the Jets have to make that move. And then things will fall. We've been saying this for how long? Baltimore then signed Lamar, and all the thing, the pecking order kind of came into fruition. So yeah. the Jets picked up – the number 15 from Green Bay, they got Will McDonald, the edge guy from Iowa State. They go, they go get a center from Wisconsin, Joe Tittman, who's a who's a who's a, a, a hardworking, tough-nosed kid from what I see. They get the Carter Warren kid, the old tackle, uh, a trade from New England in the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers trade. They go out and get the running back from Pittsburgh. They go get a backer from Penn State. Um, they go get the LSU corner. And then they go get the tight end from Old Dominion. And Old Dominion actually had a bunch of dudes transfer in there. They were pretty damn good this year. They had an old tackle that was really good. Um, so compile that with Lazard, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they go out and get a, they go get a couple other guys on offense. They re-signed Connor McGovern, brought back their starting center for their quarterback. So, yeah. What do you think about that? And then compare that with the offseason moves of the Houston Texans getting Schultz, getting signing Laramie Tunzel, re-signing him, making all these acquisitions in the draft, and then the Baltimore Ravens obviously getting Lamar Jackson. They go get OBJ. They may go. They may be in the DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes. Who knows? They go get Zay Flowers, who don't know what league he's in. What do you think about that? Um, as far as 
those 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 key acquisitions prior to the draft were really really big, right? Uh, I mean, look, you can tell teams are definitely shooting. I mean, they are shooting their shot, and the Jets and you know Baltimore made a good move bringing back Lamar and just getting it over with and not having the saga continue. But New York has put themselves in a position to be really, really, really good. And I hate to sit here and blow smoke because it's the Jets. And notoriously throughout time, they've just fucked this up over and over and over and over and over again. But I think this year is going to be different because of the leader they have. And Aaron Rodgers is a little, you know, weird, but not just a little weird. Guy's fucking weird, but that's okay. I don't care if he's weird. I care if we win. And that's all he does pretty much. And I just think that now he's in a different situation where I don't think the expectations are as high from a franchise standpoint. He's not playing for the Packers anymore. He's playing for the fucking Jets. They're used to being awful. So I don't think he's going to get beat on as much in that regard from, you know, the, the, the public and the fan base because he's going to do really well. But even if they're shitty, I don't think they're going to just eviscerate him like they would in, in Green Bay, which – you know, is what it is. That's all they have there. Have you ever been there? There's nothing there but cheese, fat chicks, and the Packers. So I I think that the Jets have an incredible opportunity here. They've got a first ballot top five quarterback of all time walking in in his prime. And they need to maximize the shit out of this in order for there to be expectation in New York moving forward as a franchise. Baltimore signs Lamar. Uh, they get Zay Flowers in the draft. They, they, I wasn't overly impressed with some of the guys they got in the draft, but I, I understand the moves they made, obviously, for various reasons. The cap, guys they want to get, guys they need to get. They got Lamar, though. They got the big one. OBJ I'm not very impressed with. I would be surprised if they both end up on the field at the end of the season together. Uh, get hurt. Yeah. Um, so – I think they still need some some pieces there, but Baltimore obviously got what they wanted. They kept Lamar, which I think is the best fit at this moment when Washington did not make the move to get him. Um, with Sam Howell, huh? I, I can't believe that at all. I just can't believe it. Uh, then Kobe Brissett's there. Oh, well, if he gets hurt, we got Kobe Brissett. Anyway, um, Sweet. I'm just confused on that one. Uh, who else has uh, impressed you? The, the Chargers drafted the entire TCU roster, it seems like. Um, they got fucking Quentin Johnson. They got Max Dugan. And they got Darius Davis. Uh, the entire TCU team went to uh, the Chargers. Um, I thought they had a decent draft, though. They got the uh, O-tackle from Clemson, the McFadden kid. Um, I, I like the Henley, the Henley kid from Washington State, a linebacker that I actually get to – Got to see it, no. Um, and then you know, Matt, I, I love when you mentioned the Texans when you just mentioned Will Anderson and Stroud because a lot of people don't understand. Those are the two splashes that is for not only the fan base to fill the stands, but um, it is for the future. We don't know what we're going to get from, from pick three to 28, however many fucking picks the Houston Texans had. And the, the more picks you have, usually the worse you are off the, the year before the Driver. The, the the Rams had fucking nine picks. The the Cal, uh, the, uh, the 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 Seahawks had twelve. Um, you, I kind of look at it like that, man. You you see twelve picks and you're like, fuck. Are you just picking now? Or are you still doing it professionally? And you know damn well Pete Carroll well, made every one of those calculated picks were. were oh calculated. yeah, and look, I, I got to get off after this, but Pete Carroll is a hustler. 
And Pete Carroll, like, fleeces teams. He fle- Look, think about this. Aaron Rodgers essentially got traded to the Jets for a second-round pick. They flipped, they flipped 13 and 15. And that was like a, a, a good deal. It's crazy to me. The Broncos gave up multiple first-rounders, three players, multiple picks, and gave old boy a new contract just for washed-ass Russell Wilson. And now in the AFC, looking at the entirety of the conference, they every team has got a legitimate quarterback at the you know this standard of the of the NFL, relatively good defense, good receivers, and everyone's going to think it's our time. We're this is we're the number one seed. We're winning the division. The AFC is look football in general next year is going to be fucking nuts. The AFC in particular is going to be an absolute bloodbath. So, hey, if you had it on your way out the door here, if you had to say absolute just question mark, like, fuck, why did you take that guy? Why did you take that right. guy? Uh, what team? I look at the Lions as a questionable yeah. draft. Why, why are the Lions drafting a running back that high? Like, what I, do you, what know, do you think? Dog, I don't know. Like, you, you got all this momentum and there's all these great players on the board, we can find a running back anywhere. Unless they're just going to force feed this Gibbs kid and he's going to go for 2,000-plus and catch 50 balls, then what the fuck are we doing? And also, So why, why did they get rid of Swift, though? Is that because of I, money? I Probably re-signing him, but then again, they could have just not re-signed him. That and the Cowboys, I like the nose tackle kid, but a first-rounder on that kid, like – that that was a little bit of a stretch too. So definitely Detroit, bro. Like Detroit could have fortified other positions big time, and they took a huge risk drafting a running back that high, a position that they did not need to draft, in my personal opinion. Now I'm not biting kneecaps in the meeting room with Dan Campbell, so I don't know that, but I will say that Jerry and Dan definitely stretched on this one. So. Yeah, and they got Hendon Hooker, and he's hurt, hasn't played really the last that's few. A, that's a great get, but he's going straight to IR. So, yeah. Hey, man, appreciate you coming on, man. Enjoy the day, and uh, it's going to rain here. You enjoy the sun, fucker. Yep. I'll be back tomorrow. Enjoy your Monday, homie. All right, brother. Peace. Peace. Matt McChesney, clap it up. Um, Everybody pound the like button, subscribe, become a member. If you're not one, uh, pound that like button, put on your bell notification so you know when I'm on. Reshare the show every single time you can on Twitter and social media and Instagram, TikTok, wherever it is you see it, share it for us. If you're not a member of our Discord, Slap Nation, become one today. And the coaches crew, uh, we're in there texting it up all day long. They're in there right now during the show. Much love to all you guys on the Discord, Slap Nation. And uh, if you're not a member of our Patreon, become one today. Uh, Sean Salisbury and I will be back for Last Chance Q today with our NFL draft grades breakdown much more in-depth than today was on this show. We will break that down fully with some film today, 3.30 p.m. Pacific on Patreon. So make sure we'll, we'll put out clips on YouTube as well to drive that traffic. But, uh, yeah, it's been a great, great Weekend, uh, Menace Monday is here. Uh, the NFL is draft is here and gone. Um, who's your favorite draft? What's your biggest takeaway from the NFL draft this year? Um, is it Zay Flowers not knowing 
who the fuck is in his league or is it any of the suits these motherfuckers wore? I don't know. It is what it is. Um, Daryl Henley's son. Yeah. Um, come on now. <laughs> um, Swift was comparing. Yeah, they, they got Jamal. I thought they should have kept Jamal Williams. He's a red zone scoring touchdown machine in Detroit. I don't know why they got rid of Jamal. I would have kept Jamal and and Swift is a guy that if you watch if you watch Hard Knocks, who was the guy that was always getting his ass ripped for missing protections for doing different shit? Um, let me let me let me ask you guys this. Here's my biggest takeaway. The absolute mockery that it has become as a friendship business. When the commissioner of the league, that is a conglomerate giant, the NFL, just got a raise and makes $70 million a year. And then he suspends a guy making a million dollars a year for betting $1,500 on DraftKings but continues to use DraftKings as its number one sponsor. For him to hug every single fucking player and then later knowing you're going to fucking cut that dude and suspend him from your league is an absolute joke to me. Stop fucking hugging the players like you're fucking homies with them. You don't know them. You're trying to be their homie. And it's become such a spectacle, dog. The fucking hugs has become a joke. Stop hugging these motherfuckers, man. These cats walk up there with fucking $200,000 jewelry on, fucking already their agents front all this shit for them, and they already think they made it, dog. You haven't made shit, and you're going to be paying that jewelry back. And if you get cut or hurt or something, you're going to be fucked. I don't, I don't, we lost humility in this fucking country. We've lost humility. I'm just telling you right now. Like cats think they absolutely deserve it. Um, I almost got my first fist fight yesterday in 20 years plus. I had to tell this dude, I see a guy in his, in his truck. And he's a younger cat, about 28, 30. I don't know how old he was. But the girl's pumping the gas and I had to drive up on him, dog. Because then he saw me looking. And so then he started to, like, try to stare. So I pull up next to him and stop. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, what's happening, dog? He's like, what's up? And I go, you a bitch. <laughs> that was basically what I said. I mean, that is exactly what I said that quickly. And he was like, what? I go, you you don't want to get out the car to pump your fucking gas? You let your girl or your sister or your dog? I don't give a fuck who it was. You cannot sit here and have a reason for it unless you are disabled. Only reason. But I made sure I looked at all that. See, I thought about that first. Think before you speak. And if you're going to press somebody you don't know right out the gate, make sure it's valid. So I said, you're a bitch. And he's like, what is it to you? And I go, it ain't shit to me. But you're a bitch. I just wanted you to know. So I'm headed to see Carlos in the Arena League play. I had to drive to San Diego an hour and a half. And uh, 
And I was like, fuck. So then the guy goes, get out the car then. <laughs> he gets out the car. This motherfucker's like 170 pounds. I'm just like, oh, dude. So I stop. And I, I, I'm, I'm like, I can't get out the car. Somebody's going to film me. And I'm like, fuck, I do want to choke the fuck out of this bitch boy. But at the same time, I'm like, fuck, I can't do that. If somebody films me, and then I'm going to get sweaty and my new shit. I'm like, I ain't going to do that. So I stopped, though, because I knew he wouldn't run up on me. And uh, and I go, time out, dog. So I, I had to address the girl in the smart-ass way that I do. And I'm like, hey, girl. You want to come on over to the winning side? You better come on over here. Uh because uh, this motherfucker right here is a bitch. And he's like, fuck you. I go, hold up, dog. You got out the car to fight, but you can't get out the car to pump your motherfucking gas? I just left it at that, dog. He wasn't. He, I, I swear. And then there was, old, there was an OG gangster type of cat. I, real recognizes real, obviously. And he was like, he, he, he told me, he's like, hey, OG, don't do it. I go, I'm not. I'm not. I said, you got lucky here today, son. I called him son. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the video you want to see. You ain't going to see that video from me. I ain't putting my fucking ass. I, I, I can't see. So you can't put yourself in those predicaments. But I was totally on me because I just felt the world and the universe needed to know that, men, you are a bitch if you are able-bodied and can't get out and pump your gas and you have a fucking female out there doing it i'm just tripping dog i'm like you gotta be shitting me you are a bitch i wanted to choke the fuck out of them and drag them around the concrete but i uh, you know what it's a great day to have a great day you know i try to think positively so i didn't want to do them like that but uh i had to put it out there man i had to put it out there in the universe um pump your gas man be a man don't be a bitch. Um, that shit was crazy. I think the girl may have realized something and was like, fuck, maybe she left the guy today. <laughs> but it's a great day to have a great day. Uh, I'm going to be going on Live Moods. If you don't know Olivia, if you don't know Live Moods, been on this show a few times. She does fan duel betting. Um, she, her show's growing, blowing up as well. I'll be on her show today at noon Pacific. Um, I'm going to be on her show. Uh, I may be on Whitlock today. I'm not sure. Uh, you'll know if I post it on YouTube later, uh, or you'll see it on his show later, uh, if you watch it, but pound the like button on your way out the door, man. We almost had 700 people here today. Much love to all you guys become a member. If you're not a member, it's the best dollar 99 you can spend. And, uh, discord slap nation. Come on over. We got the shirts up, the merch up, all the gear. You can go get it all. CoachJBStore.com. Go grab you some merch. Go get you a polo, Adidas style. They're fresh. There's other different shirts on there as well. CoachJBStore.com. Go check it out. And, uh, man, we'll see you later on on Patreon. Sean Salisbury and I for Last Chance Q. Or I'll see you tomorrow. Talk That Talk Tuesday. We got a great lineup this week. Dontrell Willis is uh, hopefully coming on the show this week. We'll talk some baseball. Major League Baseball is in full swing. He's in, uh, working for the Dodgers organization now. So we'll get a chance to get Dontrell back on the show and uh, talk some baseball. I got uh, a couple MMA guys wanting to come on the show. And uh, shout out to my main man Darnell today coming on the show. Fox Sports. Matt McChesney as always. 
Steve Kim will be with me tomorrow. Uh, we'll break down uh, all things real, as you know, as Steve does. And I can't wait to dive into it and uh, pound the like button, man. Much love to everybody. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace out. And uh, what do they say? Peace in the Middle East. Shit, we need peace in the fucking L.A. <laughs> Much love to you, man. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.